afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. Where am I at here? Excuse me. Thursday, February. The, uh, the second, 2023. What is Discord doing to me right now? Oh, I'm just going to be, this is just going to be hella fucking weird. How am I going to do this? How is this going to work? I don't know how this is going to work now. (laughs) I think, oh no, you know what? No, this is fine. This should be good. Yeah, we're good. Okay, no, I was overly complicating this thing. I had had myself full screen. Mr. Black's webcam is not is not working today. Windows had a, an update and it nuked his computer from orbit. Thankfully, he had his audio uh, in check just in the nick of time. But unfortunately, what it did not do is uh, is is or what not, didn't happen is his webcam is still kind of borked at the moment. And so uh, F's in chat for uh, for Mr. Black's uh, computer after that Windows update. Uh, you guys can't see it as well as Jeff can. I, I, I don't have any other sweaters right now, like, down in the hall here, and I didn't want to, like, go looking for another sweater. The one I had laying around, I got my ugly Christmas sweater on. Check this shit out. The cream. Fire. The cream. Of the crop. <laughs> it's such... Okay, so the, the sweater itself is, like, is super thin. I, like, I... This is less of a sweater and more of, like, a long sleeve shirt. Uh, but it's super soft. I'm, I'm yeah. a little concerned that like it looks silky. It is. It's silky. But mm. if I'm I'm concerned that I, I'm concerned that when I put it in the in the washer, it's gonna go from like that silky to like mm. the pilled up and then just annoying to wear yeah. kind of a situation. Uh, but for now, it's fire. Macho yeah. man's never felt so good. Uh, but, uh, we got another great show lined up for you today. Welcome Technical Alpha and all that. If it's your first time here, uh, bless you for checking this out. If it's your first time listening on RSS feeds and all that, all the same. Uh, we talk about movies, games, Macho Man, Randy Savage, a little bit of everything, really. Uh, whenever we have the, uh, have the opportunity. Uh, we weren't here last week. Mr. Black was, uh, was celebrating-ish his, uh, his, his 23rd birthday, uh, ish in Las Vegas. And, uh, and was having a, a, a good old time. And I considered doing a solo show last week if the Xbox event gave enough meat and potatoes for a one-man show. Because you need more content when it's only one man. You got no reactions. And unfortunately, the show wasn't that long. <laughs> so so I, uh, I decided, hey, you know what? We'll just talk about it next week. And so that's what we're going to do today. That along with uh, a, few, uh, a few other things, of course, that have happened this week in uh, and last week in gaming and other stuff but before we get started of course the most important question of the week mr black how's your weeks how's vegas although you know understanding some things have to stay there oh well yeah we didn't do anything crazy i know uh, i know you guys did absolutely i already know nothing crazy happened you're too uh, old for that shit now i'm too old for that shit bro <laughs> um i did get sick of course you know so that happened uh yep. so uh outside of that it's been good. We went to a Circus de Soleil show, went and saw David Copperfield. Oh, Obviously. David Copperfield. Did he play but you know, did he but he does he play like the fucking final countdown? Uh when he gets out on stage? I want him to do that joke once. If he hasn't done that once to like reference fucking, you know, uh arrest development, I feel like that's a wasted opportunity. 
yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, it was nice to get away for a little bit. Um, saw some of the boys, hung out. Um, yeah, still like it's winter there, so still relatively chilly. Had to basically wear a sweater. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it was a good time. Turned 36. Mm. Week ago ish, a little over a week ago now. Um, so you know, just getting old. Um, <laughs> and outside of that, man. Not a whole lot. Not a whole Same lot. Same old shit. Yeah, Up or it. down when you got when you got back? Uh, down two hundred. That's it. It's like well, that's not bad. That's <laughs> for five days. That's yeah, pretty good. Fucking... Go to Vegas five days and only be down two hundred. I can spend two hundred and fifteen minutes. So you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. What was your? Was there like one thing that was your saving grace that pulled you back from the brink, or were uh, you just I mean, kind of like even handed the whole time, and it was just kind of you know? uh, both? I mean, it was. Uh, Poker did well, and then it didn't do well, and then it did well, and then it didn't do well, and then it did well, and same with crap. So it was just like it was kind of up and down. Didn't really play much slots at all. Um, mm. So you know, but yeah, no, That's it was good. good. Awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Um, I I always forget that David Copperfield's still doing shit. Let alone like in Vegas. I always forget that he's still going. I I, I have it in my mind, or I had it in my mind. I know he's one of the greatest magicians to have ever done it, but you know for. Uh, you, because he's been there doing residency and stuff for so long, you, you somehow, it's like when people go to do residency in Las Vegas, somehow you never hear about them anymore outside of Las Vegas, unless you're going there and they have a show. So I always forget that he even kind of like fucking exists. And all I can think of in my mind for like modern magicians are like, you know, 50 random YouTube guys, David Blaine and, and Chris Angel. And you don't even hear about Chris Angel anymore. I don't know if that guy's, does he have a fucking Las yeah, Vegas, Vegas residency? Hey, yeah, See, there you go. That's my point. You never hear about these motherfuckers. They gotta, they're making, they gotta, they're making crazy bank there. But remember how hooked on, on Chris Angel we were for a long time? Like when he first yeah. popped apparently up on YouTube? Apparently his show is really bad, too. Like it's oh, is it? Really, really bad, yeah. Oh, it's so unfortunate. The internet was all, like, early early, uh, early YouTube was all up about, the, about that Chris Angel shit back in the day. Uh, well, my last couple of weeks, so you can guess how my last couple of weeks went. We were at the house. Um, we are literally... I think either today or tomorrow I will be putting in for the inspector uh, to come over and uh, either either make us very happy or make us very down bad in 4K, uh, depending on whether or not they are going to force our hand on uh, dual HVAC uh, in the house. Uh, but as far as the upstairs goes, uh, it's basically done. So dad and I finished the kitchen yesterday by putting in the last couple of drawers uh, that were that hadn't been done yet for the island because we had just put the top on um, before. Uh, I crawled up in the attic just in the nick of time. So when we were doing a lot of the electrical runs and the and the Ethernet runs and everything up in the attic and and uh, and whatnot over over time, I think I mentioned this before. We, uh, we went up and we, we, it's all blown in insulation. We moved all the insulation in the middle of the house to the left and right, and then laid deck boards up the middle of the house, the whole length of the house. So that when you're up there, you're not just like kneeling on fucking rafters or, or, uh, or, uh, whatnot, like the whole way across. You actually have something to, to crawl on, but that needs insulation now. And, and, and folding the, the blown in stuff back over top would just be annoying because, if you ever have to go back up there, now you got to start the process over again. So I just bought a bunch of, of six inch thick fucking, you know, attic, uh, fiberglass 
and just line the whole fucking house with it up the middle. Uh, just in the nick of time, I say that because we went from having pretty warm weather here to holy shit, what the fuck, very quickly. Um, it, uh, what? It's the wrong fucking screen somehow. Here we go. Uh, yeah, very, very quickly. I, like, I, <laughs> I, uh, like, tomorrow, unless it's changed, like, three days ago when I looked at the, at the weather and why I went to go get the installation so quickly was, um, we were going to go from, like, like, today is, like, minus 10 or some shit unless it started to warm up already. Let's see here. No, it's minus 2, so it's already started to warm up. So last night it was, like, minus 10. Now it's starting to warm up again. And then into tomorrow it warms up still until it's supposed to be, like, plus 4 or some shit. And then in, the, in like, a 12-hour period tomorrow, we're going to go from plus 4 to something in the neighborhood of minus 25. Yeah. Sounds like fun. 30-degree swing. In 12 and then, hours. And then in two days, it'll be in the pluses again. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? Uh, so, so I was like, well, we don't want to have the attic not done before minus 25. So <laughs> I went up, I got, I got my, my suit on, I suited up, went up in the attic and, and uh, did that. And, and uh, went out and bought some of the last little bits and pieces like bathroom hardware and things like that. Uh, and, uh, and, and just trying to get, you know, the last thing that will be done and whether we do it before or after we move stuff into the house will be, we have to like paint the stairs, the stair treads. Uh, we weren't, the one thing in this house that we did not want to do, cause we'd already done so much in order to do anything with these stairs, you would have had to have like torn out every tread and every riser and rebuild the stairs, which would have meant also tearing out pretty much all of the drywall on both sides of the stairs. And dad and I looked at each other and said, no. Nah. It ain't, we ain't about that life. So we're painting those bitches. <laughs> That's going to be the show. We're going to paint them and we're going to get like, in the future, we'll get a runner to go up the middle. Done. I'm not, I'm not fucking tearing all that shit out. No fucking thank you. Uh, so we'll have that to do, but otherwise, yeah, we'll just be up to the inspectors to how down bad we are and as we uh, continue to move forward. But I'm excited. It's looking like a house now. We got furniture starting to arrive. Stuff that we ordered today, the TV stand arrives and, and shit. And, and uh, so it's going to look like a house real soon. And hopefully I'll have some pictures to show people when it's all said and done. The, um, the, uh, the before and after. I'll dig up the befores and, and have a nice little comparison uh, for, uh, for people, if I can, uh, find some time to do that. And that's it! That's all I got. I got my playoff beard going. Dad and I both. You see, if you see Dan, Danny boy, he's looking like Santa Claus right now. Nice. He's got the fucking beard, beard fucking, <laughs> beard fucking down, way down low. It's driving mum crazy, but neither of us have shaved in the last month. We're just kind of, you know, we're just trying to get, uh, you know, get her done. We got the playoff beard going in, uh, in the spirit of, uh, of, uh, getting around that last corner. Well, let's talk about some uh, video game news, Mr. Black. Some stuff happened in the last couple of weeks, for sure. A lot of it just in the last couple of days, but uh, we got some stuff to talk about. So let's dive right in. First up, pretty minor news, but still kind of bothersome to, uh, and kind of uh, odd to, to hear after all the stuff that EA's gone through with some of their other properties in regards to this. But uh, EA added a loot box system to the skate, that upcoming skate, uh, like I guess it's a reboot to the skate game, uh, or just a sequel. Either way, it's the beta that they've released a, uh, a loot box system, which is weird for a couple reasons. One, I mean, I get it why it's, it, it would be there in, in, in terms of, uh, you know, live service-y, microtransaction-y shit in a skate game. I mean, there's a lot of cosmetics and shit that they could put in there. 
But I'm just surprised given, and I'm interested what the form it would come in because they're already getting reamed uh, by a few regulatory bodies, as we've discussed here on the podcast before, um, for loot boxes. And not just EA, but everyone uh, is getting hit on it. So it would be interesting to see what kind of form those loot boxes come in. Um, a survey sent out by uh, Blizzard seems to be getting a feel for how much money players would be willing to pay as a subscription to gain access to all the cards in the game for Hearthstone. So, I guess they're trying to figure out, you know, the the, the game is kind of... I, I don't know if this is a, a mix of, of just trying to earn more money, but also fix a bit of the problem, which is they're... they're Hearthstone's become a bit pay-to-win. I don't think this solves that problem necessarily as a whole, but uh, to a degree, if more people were willing to pay, you know, X dollars a month to have access to every single card in the game, then it technically gets rid of some of the pay-to-win aspects from the perspective of having to actually buy a million packs to flesh out your entire uh, collection. So, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, if you ask me... If I'm willing to pay any amount of money for a Hearthstone subscription, the answer would be fuck no. Uh, not in a million years. Uh, but some people that are still playing it, maybe. I, I'm unsure how many people are still playing Hearthstone for the base game in comparison to people just playing it for Battlegrounds at this point. Um, I, I, I don't, like, I don't, I haven't checked to see... Like, the last few times I've looked on Twitch, which is kind of like, for this, it's my barometer for, you know, what what mode is probably more popular right now, and it's typically Battlegrounds. So, I, I don't know if this is, like, their solution to try and bring some of it back, or make some more money off of it, or what, uh, but that is in this in this survey. They didn't know no dollar amount, I think they're just literally surveying and being like, hey what would you be willing to give us every month for cards? And then also, the other things mentioned in the survey that were kind of of note were 3D gameplay uh, and a player-to-player marketplace. Which, the, the, the marketplace thing seems like it would contradict the subscription service a little bit. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what the, you know, the, the, the separation point for that would be, whether it's like, you know, holographic versions of cards are not available for, uh, you know, subscribers. So if you have them and somebody wants them, now you can trade them. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, we all got excited for that. Like the, uh, the ability to maybe trade cards when, uh, what was Valve's game called again? Artifact. Yeah. We're like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Is, is, is Artifact exist right now? No, I don't think so. I think it died. Okay. I just, I wasn't sure if they were still trying to, you know, keep it alive. Uh, or not, but, uh, but that sounds like the, the right choice. If they're not, that's the right choice. So we'll see if anything actually comes out of this survey that, uh, that makes some changes for Hearthstone, but, um, but, uh, I, yeah, it, I don't know how they, uh, they clearly, Hearthstone makes lots of money for the amount of money spent on the game, I suspect at this point. Uh, and, uh, and so I think they're just trying to come up with a way to make it relevant again in some way. Uh, and make some more cash, but uh, we'll see what the player base inevitably steers them in what direction. Uh, a roller coaster for Halo this week, Mr. Black, and not a good one. First of all, this all happened the last couple of weeks since the last podcast. First of all, it was rumored at, uh, up front that 343 Industries, this was after the following the layoffs that we discussed actually in the in the previous podcast that you and I were together for, 
Following the layoffs at 343, uh, the rumors started circulating that they were going to be, as a developer, uh, relegated to a supervisor role over the franchise. And so instead of being the direct developer uh, for the franchise, they were going to be pretty much just, you know, we're here to say that we're involved and maybe put give some input as Microsoft brings in other people to, you know, make Halo games at this point. So that was the rumor. Uh, and that stuck around for uh, a day or so, and then 343 put out an official statement that said, Hey guys, we're still totally making Halo games, but it was worded in a way that still left room for doubt. Like, you know, lots of press X to doubts on that statement, because it wasn't so definitive uh, sounding that it, that it, like, it didn't sound, for example, that 343 Industries were going to continue to be the only people developing the mainline Halo games. It just sounded like we are going to continue making Halo. And then that broad stroke, whatever the fuck that means, whether that means we're upkeeping Infinite or something else and that's it, or if we're, you know, if we are doing some small, you know, uh, you know if, we're, if we're co-authoring Halo games now, there's a lot of X to doubts uh, based on how they worded that shit. Uh, but following that... We ended up uh, discovering that uh, uh, that allegedly Halo, and this is more recent, just in the last few days, that Halo is going to be reduced to a smaller, more intimate project profile. So instead of uh, instead of something like you know Microsoft spending five hundred million dollars on a ten-year Halo Infinite project, which was, I think we can all agree, a choice. Um. Instead of doing that, the, 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 uh, the, the current rumor mill is that it's going to be smaller projects, single player stuff, you know, mostly, you know, some more intimate kind of, uh, lesser budget size situations, but also, and the more, the more, th- the thing that makes more sense to me out of these two rumors that they are thinking about moving Halo back over to, or uh, not back to, but over to the Unreal Engine. Instead of using 343's proprietary Slipstream, uh, slip I think was the name, or Slipspace or whatever, Slip something, um, engine that they wrote for Halo Infinite, which gave them some issues uh, when they were developing Infinite. As much as it allowed them to do some things that were custom, it, it gave them a fair, uh, a fair struggle in a number of instances. And so uh, the idea being, I suppose, that if you put it on Unreal Engine 5, that they'd be able to circumvent some of that. Or, more specifically, I think that it lends credence if they did do that to having other developers come in to make uh, Halo games or Halo content where they are well-versed in Unreal Engine and not well-versed in the proprietary Halo engine. So, that's the current situation with Halo. As usual, completely fucking up in the air, lots of people confused, nobody really knows what's going on, no certainty with the franchise, uh, and and just still kind of treading water. Uh, my question uh, would be to you, Mr. Black. Do you think that um, at this juncture, 343 should continue on with just different leadership from what they've had, which they kind of have now because of a lot of the swap outs from people in the last few weeks? in a couple months or do you think that 
this rumored possibly bring in another developer or two and move the franchise to uh, the Unreal 5 engine to help them start development sooner and maybe, you know, be less troublesome. Do you think that's the wiser choice? Do you think that they should leave it with 343 or kind of start to move it into other directions? And if that's the case, do you think that Halo is still a flagship moving forward? Or do you think that that positions it more as just another above-average franchise on the console? Um, I mean, I don't really care. I'll put that out there. So <laughs> I, I, know, uh, I, know, but, I know that if, much. I'm just wondering you what your thoughts are head, for other people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you got a gun to my head and be like, make a choice, uh, I, I would say leave it with 343. Um, let, him, let him crash and burn with it. Uh, I don't think changing the engine is going to change uh what we think about the game um and how they handle the game seems like a lot of the stuff that they're doing is is probably the decision makers cutting corners doing things um cuz i don't think it's the actual people that are working on the games that are developing no, the games no it's, it's not it their it's like, not their fault no it's no. not their fault so it's, it seems like it's management direction i don't know so i would just say leave it the way it is plus it's kind of iconic that that 343 is halo um or that halo is 343 and i think if you change the studio um i think you lose even more credibility from the game and then also if the next iteration is not good or whatever they do and it's not under 343 you have quite literally you're done done like it's like 343 gave up on it we gave it to somebody else they can't do shit with it it's it's over over so i think you just leave it where it's at change change the leadership role and uh just just realize that now that it is not a flagship property anymore it is it is not loved the way it used to um but it's still part of the the xbox family and just like you know a family member that you can't really stand they're still invited to the cookout <laughs> And, the estranged, uh, the estranged uncle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I think Halo's probably successful enough that, like, it 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 garners them to not just, you know, end it. But yeah, uh, we're we're a long ways away from where it used to be, and it will never get there again, ever, under any under any banner. So. You know, the best they can do now is just salvage, make thing, make something playable, try not to embarrass themselves. And if the next game or games start to go in the right direction, you never know. It could it could go back to its to its former former glory. Um, if they you know release it with the next console or whatever, um, they might be able to salvage out like the next you know big big Halo game. But I just think uh, it's it's over. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm in a pretty similar boat. I think I think that, um, well, uh, yeah, I think most people would agree, you know, in what we're saying, where clearly it's not an individual on an individual developer, you know, issue here. It's not the people actually, you know, that are being told what to do to go do the thing. It's not their fault. Uh, it's clearly management's direction of the franchise under three four three for the last you know ten years that has been suspect, um, and. Uh, I just, I, I, you know, they have swapped out a number of these people, but for me, I, I don't want any of them 
Like, I don't really, like, when I, when I say this, when I'm saying this, I, like, I'm similar to Jeff, I don't know if I care so much about Halo that it matters to me, but if I'm the one, if I'm the one making decisions, this is what I would be doing. Uh, the, the zero people that have had any major role in decision-making at 343 for the direction of, of these games, I don't think they can continue. I just, they've had, it's not like they had the job for two years and they haven't, and you know, they produced a game and it just wasn't all that hot. And now we're just immediately, you know, ripping them out of there and be like, oh, one shot, you're done. They've been around for a while. They've had a lot of time to, to, you know, find a way to, uh, to, to bring Halo back to, uh, to true, you know, uh, uh, killer app console seller status. And it's just not been that. It's not been bad, like Jeff was saying. It's not Halo is not is it not in such dire straits that they that you know you abandon it entirely. It's still selling five, seven, ten, whatever million copies uh, of of uh, uh, of their games at a time. But five, seven, ten million copies is not what it used to be. You know, there's a lot more people playing games now. You know, ten million copies of a game in 2002 is a much different metric than 10 million copies of a game in 2023 that's a a totally different fucking especially in the shooter space i mean it is it is wildly different so um you know it's not like it's it's dead dead but it's also not what it should be and what i think phil spencer in his mind as he said multiple times halo is xbox xbox is halo if we fail halo we fail xbox and i think if you asked him and he wasn't in a position of of like where he has to watch what he says publicly i think he would admit that they fucked up bad not just in the like not just say like you know soft candy coat it you know oh you know it's this and this and that and whatever and it happens and whatever. i think he'd just say they fucked it up guy because i don't know how else you look at it otherwise so i would get rid of all the people that had any decision making at all at the high level at 343 and many of them are already gone but all of them need to be gone and you need to start you need to start sourcing and finding people that have a better mentality as to an understanding of what halo actually is because i think when and we've talked about this before when infinite first launched enormous buzz people that hadn't played halo in years loving it everything so it's there it's possible like it's it's possible but then after launch, the post-launch was dog shit. And, you, and in a world where, where people have, you know, the, the patience for a game to be bad for like a maximum of like a month and a half, two months, which is nothing in terms of like game development time, you can't, you can't fumble the bag when you get that like they had it. And so uh, it's possible, but now we got to find somebody that can do it and hold on to it uh and uh and obviously who's there right now or not right now because it's changed a bit but who's who has been there uh and may still continue to be there has not been it so i'd get rid of all that the developers have done a great job Uh, when you look at the game and play the game it feels like fucking halo and that's one thing with unreal engine 5 that i'd be most interested in is that pretty much any graphics engine they all have their own like like you can look at a game and tell usually that it's an unreal game it has a certain look and so it will change the look a little bit of what Halo looks like, but I think they'd still be able to make it look very much like Halo. The thing that I'd be interested in is the physics, because physics is what makes Halo feel like Halo. It's the weight of the character and, and the movement and whatnot, and not all game engines 
can be you know one for one made to feel similar and so that would be the interesting thing for me to see is what would that end up looking like we will have to wait and see how much of this ends up becoming reality i think most of this sounds plausible uh most of the rumor mill stuff that's come up in the last while especially this some of this come from jason uh, jason schreier which normally does not miss uh very hard because he he has very good sources uh, we'll wait and see just to what degree this happens, but uh, but I think the most damaging thing about this whole topic, and it has been the case for a while, but now it's now it's properly solidified, Halo may very well no longer be able to be seen as a flagship Xbox title. And that's fucking huge. And it's bad, and will lead us into another topic that I've got towards uh, a, another part of the podcast here, but nevertheless, we'll leave Halo in the ground for now, and, uh, and maybe resurrect it later, but for now, it can, it can stay there. Uh, after less than a year of support, and this is, to, I guess, to my, uh, my point of, of live service and, and games, like, you know, people don't have a lot of patience these days, uh, remember that game Rumbleverse, Mr. Black? No. Exactly. So, Rumbleverse was a a, a Battle Royale-ish uh, game, very stylized, cartoony. Uh, it was like the one where there was like a wrestler. I don't know if you remember this trailer. Uh, very cartoony, like a wrestler was like fucking like suplexing people off buildings and shit. And you were, you were able to jump around and whatnot. Uh, and, and it was kind of like a... Um, uh, well, it was just another take on Battle Royale. And, and there was some interest around it when it first showed off a couple of trailers. People were like, oh, okay, well, I mean, it doesn't look bad, but, you know, it's another fucking Battle Royale. Okay, all right. Well, it's not even really been a year, and it's already being shut down. As of February, late February, February the 28th, uh, so it's the end of February, uh, they, uh, they are shutting down Rumbleverse servers uh, and moving on. And so it's just a, an indicator of how tough it is out there in the games-as-a-service industry. Uh, if you're going to be doing that, you really got to bring it because it's a, it's a, a cutthroat space. A lot of, uh, a lot of people vying for your daily attention, uh, and, in the, uh, in the game space. So yeah, they didn't, they did not make it. So rip to the rumble verse, uh, and hopefully they have some more success in whatever they're working on next over there. Naughty dog, Mr. Black. Officially says, as this has come from, uh, Neil Druckerberg. Um, officially says they are done with the un- uh, the Uncharted franchise. They're asked about that. You know, hey, you think, uh, you think old Nathan Drake gonna make a comeback? No. No, he's not. He's done. They've told the story. They've done the thing. They're not gonna bring back more, uh, Uncharted. They've, they've done their piece with that series and moving on. Uh, and then I just have here, and I think it's probably true, uh, as well, that The Last of Us is pretty much in the same boat. You know, we know that they have, like, some small projects coming up here, uh, or another uh, project, I believe, coming up here, but in, uh, you know, outside of the TV show. Uh, but I think The Last of Us is going to be pretty much there. Maybe they do one more, because it's so popular right now, it's so red hot, maybe they, have, they can convince themselves to go in for another one. Uh, but what I'm interested in is what the fuck does Naughty Dog do next? They're two for two, Mr. Black, in franchises. What's the third? Can they keep it up for a three-peat? It's a high expectation. Coming from anything out of Naughty Dog. Um, I, and, I, and, and really, Uncharted and The Last of Us were so different. 
I don't... All I could say is I would assume it's going to be a third-person game again. <laughs> Hard narrative-driven. But what are they going to fucking tackle? They've done, like... Last of Us isn't really a zombie game. It just happens during, like, an, a, like a zombie-ish scenario. Uh, and, you know, Nathan Drake is the, is the Indiana Jones. So I'm wondering what kind of a, 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 a universe they try and tackle next. I'd like to see Naughty Dog tackle, like, some sci-fi. Mm. Is there something you'd I'd like to see Naughty Dog do? Naughty Dog do? Uh, you know, you've you played their games. Yeah? Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for some sci-fi action. Imagine if Naughty Dog did Cyberpunk 2077. How do you think that would have played out? They just think it's just not the type of game. I think it's just too. It's just too big. Like it's too. There's too much. Well, it'd be tighter for sure. It would definitely not be the scope. Yeah, because I think they know their lane. You know, they're not, they don't come out and, and try and go for the crazy crazy. But like, yeah, so I think some sci-fi would be kind of dope coming from Naughty Dog. It'd be fun to see what they uh, they do in that, and and uh, and it's different enough. From the last couple of franchises that uh, it might be it might be nice to see something something out of them and you know space is hot right now mr black people yeah. like it it's a popular thing so we'll see but i am very i think i think a lot of people are wondering what comes next from uh from naughty dog because it's it, it, they've now developed you know enough of a reputation that it's just they everyone assumes whatever they produce it's gonna be really fucking good <laughs> so so wait and see what that is uh, I'm not exactly sure what's happening over at EA, but unlike Naughty Dog, it's not good. They've announced, uh, I think it was just yesterday, uh, yesterday, yesterday, the day before, um, that they've, uh, they're shutting down Apex Legends Mobile. Uh, it's not long after it's been launched either. I don't, it might have made it a year or so. I don't think it's been that long, if memory serves. Uh, but they're shutting down Apex Legends Mobile, and as well, they announced some internal layoffs and people moving to different departments. They had apparently one or two, I think is the number. Uh, one for sure, possibly two. Uh, Apex slash Titanfall games that were were in early development that they have canned, uh, canceled those projects. And of course, that made lots of people very sad because a lot of people were hoping for more Titanfall uh, because it was a very, uh, very well-received and, and loved, uh, series, but, uh, we were close, but apparently not close enough. Titanfall's been canceled again. Rip. But very interesting. Titan, you know, uh, not being able to make Apex Legends mobile work. When you think about all the, you know, the premium phone game space right now, a lot of it is actually shooters, um, uh, that are, that are doing very well. You know, between, uh, between Call of Duty mobile, um, and you know, PUBG is still doing numbers, bro. Yeah. PUBG Mobile is fucking Huge. nuts. Yeah. Uh, I looked into it here the other night on stream because we were discussing, you know, uh, Fortnite's, you know, meteoric rise and and what led to you know PUBG's downfall as far as like the PC side goes. But you know, and part of that was the mobile. Mobile was so fucking successful; they just left the PC behind. They just go, who fucking cares? Now, I looked it up, bro. That game, since it came out in 2017, 2018, or the mobile, the mobile game, uh, made $9 billion. Yeah, it's one, of the most, it's one of the most played games ever made. Ever. $9 billion, bro, on yeah. PUBG. And you wouldn't think about that in a million years if you weren't in, like, the mobile space. And a lot of that's because, you, know, uh, uh, you know, mobile, PUBG Mobile... 
uh, India, uh, China, Scotland, Player South Korea. Printing money. Get a little printer. Bruh! It's the sound his money, ma- his money printer makes every five fucking seconds. Nine billion dollars. And you know what's crazy is that it's been, like, you think about that and you're like, oh, you know, that's a lot of money per year. But if you look at, like, what the individual year dollar amounts were, you know, the first year they made 170 million. And then the second year, it was like, I can't remember how much it was now, it was a couple hundred million or a few hundred million. And then the third, it just fucking, like, over a billion. And the next year, like, 2020, 2021, I think it was like 2.5 or something billion dollars in a single year. Dude, that's more than, if you compare it to Fortnite, they're still outpacing Fortnite with PUBG Mobile. Yeah, like I said, it's one of the most played games of all time. Fucking crazy! Yeah, I saw there there was a um a YouTube short I saw the other day where they were listing most purchased games uh, of all time. Um and uh you know Minecraft number 1, big shocker. But then in number 5 was PUBG. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. It just makes me, it kind of it, it still it makes me a little sad because I know that you know the mobile is where all the money really is. But I think we all, we all remember just how insanely red hot PUBG was at launch, and that it made nine hundred million or a billion dollars in its first year as a broken as fuck game, like super broken, a billion dollars, and they somehow fumbled that shit. Now the the franchise didn't get fumbled because it got bought up, and they turned it into the mobile like you know uh, phenom that it is. But the PC side, man, I just, I think about, I know it wouldn't make $9 billion, but you got to believe if it made a billion in the first year, they probably could have kept that train going. Not 800 mil, 900 mil, billion dollars a year on the PC as well. So it's just kind of like, it's kind of a sad, you know, missed opportunity to a degree with all that money. It's so crazy, dude. I, and I'd love to know what the, what the margins are on that. Like, how much development time really goes into pub? Like, you look at, like, the fidelity and shit of, like, a Call of Duty mobile, and it's in a different fucking universe. And it makes a lot of money. But PUBG is crushing it, and it's not the same animal from, like, the, the quality perspective. So, like, it tells you, there's something about PUBG. It's got that X factor, Mr. Black. It's got that X factor. Uh, do, you, do you play, I think you, like everyone else, played some PUBG when it first came out, yeah, right? I like, it was some. red hot. Yeah, yeah. I think I said this on the stream. I said, I swear to God, if PUBG had, if PUBG PC had been given the same attention that the company that bought them out is in, I think they're based in South Korea now, the same attention that they did to mobile, I think PUBG is still crushing Warzone right now. Like mercilessly. If it wasn't left to die on the side of the road. And I'd be playing it right now. I 100%. I, dude, I can't remember the last time when I was streaming a game and I was excited to wake up and stream. The last time that happened was literally PUBG. I was jazzed to be getting up and playing some PUBG. And I was dog water at that game. Fucking awful. And it was, it was so much fucking fun. And they just freaking let that bitch die. It's a shame. But nine bill. Go, go get your money. Player unknown. Go get your, go get your fucking money. Although I shouldn't say it's the, not the guy individually because he sold, he, he's, he's out. Right, he's making another game now. It's not his company anymore. They they like you know renamed it a bit and everything else. But he got his bag. He got out. He did his thing. Oh, he, made a mod. He's, he's probably got some residuals coming in too, bro. Oh, I suspect he's, he's like, got a few dollars coming through. I think yeah, that's uh, probably safe to say. He's doing pretty well. Not notch money, but he's doing well. 
You know, he don't got that wall of candy dispensers. But he's doing okay for himself, I would say. Uh, Xbox Developer Direct. It's time to talk about what went down. And I gotta be honest, Mr. Black, I watched this bad boy. It was pretty fucking fire. Not, it's not going to be exciting for everyone that watched it because the games that they listed aren't, you know, the, it doesn't, it's not a broad enough reach to get everyone excited. I want to see more of these from Microsoft. Uh, this format. It was a banger format. I think it did really, really, uh, really, really well. Uh, it was concise. Everything was important information. Not a lot of fluff. Uh, didn't really have a lot of downtime. Was great. Didn't drag very much in very many places. Uh, really solid all around. Better than any of their, uh, any of their, like, you know, E3 or, uh, or, uh, you know, Summer Game Fest shows that they've had in the last few years. They easily crushed them. So they only had a few games to talk about, but they were like the, the big, the big dogs for, uh, for this year, uh, and coming, and forthcoming, with the exception of Starfield, which of course everyone knows is, uh, Microsoft's fucking, like, hope and prayer for 2023, uh, it's their biggest game, it is their, it is their, their, their one true god, uh, for this year, and probably for the next couple, if we're gonna be honest, uh, but that's not here, because it's gonna get its own show, we don't have a date for that yet, but it's gonna have its own show, its own showing, uh, at some point in the future, uh, to, to give it more room to breathe, and also probably more room to get ready to actually show it off. First up, uh, this isn't any, in any order except for the very last one, which was actually the last, uh, the last one. Uh, Forza Motorsport was shown off, finally getting a lot of, a lot of gameplay and whatnot and discussions around that game, uh, and it looks and sounds incredible, and they've done a lot of work to this, and they've needed to because Motorsport, as, as part of the Forza intellectual property, uh, has been pretty bad for, like, three or four iterations now. And so this is, you know, it got to the point where Horizon, made by Playground Games, was just outright killing them. Like, they, they took their IP and said, this is how you make a game. And showed them how it's done for several years. Uh, but this is looking really good. It's looking very promising. Uh, unbelievable um, uh, visual fidelity. They're, uh, like, very good looking game. And I'm going to be excited about it. In the sense that, you know, I'm a fan of racing games, uh, but, uh, but otherwise, you know, it's not a game that you put out there and expect 30 million people to enjoy, even if you put it on Game Pass. So, good, but they need more. So we move on. Minecraft Legends. Well, you put Minecraft in front of anything, you're going to have a big audience just to begin with. Uh, this one was kind of interesting. Did you see any, have you seen anything about Minecraft Legends thus far? Like at all? I don't follow any of this stuff, man. Oh, I know. I'm just, I'm just wondering if anything like, like, like randomly yeah. fucking popped up in front of you. So, Minecraft Legends is, I guess, if I described it, and I wouldn't be doing it very much justice to describing it this way, but it's the best I can come up with. And anyone that's interested in in seeing more, they have um, an extensive gameplay um, thing from the uh, the direct uh, that that you can take a look at. But Forza, or Forza Minecraft Legends uh, is kind of like a PvP. MOBA tower defense game where the battlefield is randomly generated each time. So just like in the Minecraft world where every game is like, or every new game is its own seed, every world is its own seed, uh, the battlefield changes every, uh, every time. And each side has a fortress, 
you have, you know, little, you know, you have some minions at your disposal, but you can also upgrade. There are different roles where you can go out and collect resources. You're actually building your fortress and stuff in real time and with the goal of finding and and destroying your your opponent and they had a really uh, in-depth gameplay look at that and honestly while i might not be the 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 market for it i was like this actually looks kind of fucking dope i like it looks really really quite interesting and and as stupid as it sounds my first thought was left to its own devices and not forced i could legitimately see a small esport spawning out of this bitch uh, it looked it looked that good and it looked that promising and the concept the concept of having every battlefield be completely different uh, is very intriguing. I think the only thing that would be its downfall would be would be if the if there ends up being like two or three strategies that just min max and then it doesn't matter what the battlefield is at that point that just ends up what happening like uh, or what what happens but uh, but yeah, it looked very good, very promising. I enjoyed it, uh, and, and thought, you know, maybe I'd give it a little, a little shot and it's coming out pretty soon. I think it's April that it's, uh, that it's coming out. So, uh, you'll be seeing more of it. I think Minecraft Legends is probably going to be streamed a lot up front as we gauge just how interested, uh, the streaming communities will, will be in something like that. Uh, but I do suspect that like anything on YouTube, Minecraft will, Minecraft Legends will do numbers because it's Minecraft and Minecraft is king. Then we got a big segment on Elder Scrolls Online, which got a very lengthy look at the upcoming expansion Necrom and detailed a number of other improvements and changes. And honestly, it was so impressive, Mr. Black. I just picked up the game and started playing it again. I, look, I watched it. I was like, holy shit, all this looks fucking super dope. I, I played the game at launch. I went back and played it again because it wasn't like my thing. I went back and played it again uh, when one of their, I think it was their second expansion came around. Tried it again. Still wasn't really, you know, feeling it. Went back, played it this time, and I've been I've been playing it every day since. Uh, very good game, feels great. You can basically treat it like a single player Elder Scrolls game. Everything in the game is voiced. It visually looks really fucking good. It's it, many times it's hard to remember that you're actually playing an MMO because you have such a, a certain thing in your mind about what an MMO even fucking looks like. Uh, and of course you get all the great, uh, music and stuff that comes along with it. Great story writing and, uh, and fun characters and the combat is, uh, I mean, the beauty about Elder Scrolls Online is that, you know, if, if, if you were, if I were to ask you what the weakest point of most Elder Scrolls games are, Mr. Black, what, what would that be? Combat. Exactly. Like nobody ever looks back at, at Elder Scrolls and be like, man, you know what was dope? Morrowind combat like nobody ever says that shit uh, and you don't say it about oblivion and you don't say it about skyrim like it's, it's all of it's bad it's always like it always feels like it's almost a decade older you know compared to all of their contemporaries so it's never its strong suit so the beauty of it is that you don't when you're playing this game and, there, and it, is, it is action combat oriented with a skill bar uh you don't it's not like you're sitting there missing the combat from the single player games so the 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 all the facilitators of what makes a good uh, elder scrolls title like the story the characters the writing the music the visuals etc the lore all of that is there except you can do it with a couple of friends and the combat is 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 good uh because it's it's good mmo action combat and so i'm i'm back i'm back on the fucking train i'm in i was sold uh, and so they've got a really great deal going on. I don't know how much longer it's going on, but you can pre-order Necrom 
And if you pre-order the Necrom bundle, it's like, um, you know, 69 US, I think, or 59, 69 US, 79 Canadian. But you get all of the expansions that came before it for that much. And so even if you just bought it and played just the, the you know, what would be called like campaign stuff, you're not interested in doing a bunch of dungeons and all that shit. If you just had it for that, you've got like two to 400 hours of... Elder Scrolls storytelling as you would get in any other Elder Scrolls game. And so if you're a fan of, El- of Elder Scrolls, it's, it's, you know, it's like a fucking no-brainer at that point. So, uh, I've been, uh, I've been, uh, you know, I've been, I've been enjoying myself so far. Uh, so they did a good job with that. They sold me. And then they moved on to, uh, from there. Oh, right. This was the big one. Hi-Fi Rush. They ghost-dropped again, Mr. Black, for the first time. I can't remember the last time a, a successful ghost-drop fucking happened. It was probably Apex Legends, coincidentally. Uh, they h- ghost-dropped Hi-Fi Rush. This trailer started. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Uh, they didn't announce that this game was going to be there, obviously. No reviewers had a copy. This was a completely successful, nobody knew anything, anywhere. Dropped it. And so we're only just getting reviews now. Like, like they're finally starting to fully come through like a, like a week later because nobody fucking knew anything about this game. It is a action rhythm. It's an action rhythm game. I guess is the best way to describe it. Great visual look. Great uh, music from actual... It's, like, it's basically the early 2000s in, in video game form. Uh, and, uh, and has taken over. Uh, everyone's got incredibly positive experience. It's got like a 9.0 on Metacritic right now, both for, uh, for critics and for, for players alike. If you, it, it was immediately launched that same day as the Direct. So they said, hey, it's available right now. It's on Game Pass. Go play it. Uh, also, it's on Steam. I think it's, and it's not even a full price game. It's like, I think in the US dollars, I think it's 39 bucks. US? Uh, and, uh, and just really, really, really well received by everyone, essentially. Uh, and a fun fact about this, because it was kind of like in the, um, you know, the same pocket of discussion around Forspoken, where Forspoken was like the latest Square Enix game that they charged $70, like the full new AAA price for video games or whatever. And it comes out and it's, buggy and broken and kind of like super mid and you know there are some people that really like it like any game of course but it's not performing as well as they probably hoped given the amount of money they spent on it uh hi-fi rush came out and immediately in like the first 48 hours passed it both in sales figures for number of units sold you know through steam which is not surprising because it's half the price but what's what is surprising is that not only did it outsell it for units it's outsold it for revenue. So it's half the price, and they've sold more units and made more revenue than, than, for, than Forspoken has. And I just think it's a really good example of, one, a perfect game for Game Pass. This is a game that would never have happened without Game Pass because it's, it was partially, first of all, funded for Game Pass. But also, it's a game that I don't think a lot of people would have given the time of day. But because it was on Game Pass, they did, and everyone's, like, almost every I can't say everyone, almost everyone loves it. And the, the scores for users and, and critics reflect this. So it was a big home run. They needed something like that, because Xbox has been floundering for fucking games on Game Pass to really push people to the service for, like, the last almost calendar year. 
Uh, and, uh, and yeah, just a very interesting thing. You never see a shadow drop like that anymore. It's very rare. It's very hard to keep anything secret, uh, in the industry. So the fact that they pulled it off was, was impressive. And what's crazier, Mr. Black, if you look up like anything about this while I'm talking, or if you're playing poker on the side, the, the, uh, the, the game is made by the same people that made the evil within. The evil within. Could not be any more different. Like, the evil within, and then they went and made this fucking, like, bright, cheery, poppy, 2000s, pop culture referencing, uh, fucking rhythm action game. By Shinji Mikami's crew. Like, just a very, uh, everything about this was a surprise. From beginning to end. But yeah, uh, interesting indeed. And because it's on Game Pass, a lot of people are trying it, myself included. I will eventually be putting my hat in the ring. Uh, and giving her a go, but uh, great to see. And I was most surprised, I think, just by the price. I didn't expect the, this game to come out and be like 40 bucks. It's so rare to get anything for $40 right now that presents the same way this game does. Like, I think this is ironically a game that a lot of people may have actually paid more money for. But who knows? You never know, because we'll never know, because it never happened. Uh, then after that, we got uh, what... <laughs> what... Microsoft seemingly was leaning on for a pillar in 2023, Redfall. Another game that you probably don't know what it is, because nobody knows what it is. Uh, we just have guesses as to what it is. Nobody knows, but it's provocative. It gets people going, except it doesn't. It doesn't get the game people going at all. It's basically Left 4 Dead meets Destiny, uh... But with vampires, is how I would describe this game. Uh, Both times I've seen it with long gameplay demos, I've still been confused as to what really the fuck this game is, um, and how it plays, and how it plays out. I I really have no fucking clue. And when I watched this one, I I was no better at knowing what the fuck was going on. And whatever I did figure out, it looks super mid. And not a game that the Xbox should be leaning on to be like some sort of huge, massive fucking hit for the platform, to say the very least. Um, then they announced this week that all the single-player com- uh, content, well, this is a very popular one, always online required. And so, while I don't personally give a shit about always online, a lot of people still do. Uh, and for single-player content, it's a sticking point, and it was already a game that wasn't exactly, you know, winning a lot of people over. And so uh, now it's treading water a little bit more treacherously. Uh, just not a great fucking. I, I'm I don't, I'm not really bullish on on Redfall. And so with that, that was the end of it. The whole show was very like high energy. Everyone was excited. Redfall came out, brought the whole fucking room down. Uh, it was very unfortunate. My the way that I'm ending this whole thing off here is in relationship to to Halo as well, where where Halo where we we discussed Halo's not really a a um, pillar or a or a or a killer app anymore for the console. It's not a console seller per se. What the fuck does Xbox have? And what are they going to? What are they going to? What should they be doing, or what should they be bringing to the table? Because if we look at Sony, Sony has three or four franchises that hold that entire system up, like from the ground. It's the foundation of the console, right? You've got 
You've got The Last of Us, Spider-Man, um, Final Fantasy would be in there because it's they're, uh, a semi-exclusive, but it's not full exclusive. But you've got you've got uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, you've got oh, I'm missing I'm missing a really obvious one right now because I'm blanking. But they've got like three or four, arguably five, that are holding this whole fucking thing up. Xbox has a bunch of good games, but they're not. None of them are really pulling their weight as a as a as a flagship franchise. God of War, thank you. That's the one I was thinking of, trying to think of. So what the fuck does Xbox do? They don't have Halo anymore. They've been sitting on a, a plethora of, of Rare titles after they bought Rare out, and they're not using anything from Rare. You can't build an entire console on racing games and Minecraft. They just bought Bethesda. They're trying to buy Blizzard. So I... I... <laughs> I'm just wondering, what are the games that are going to be the fucking pillars for this console? I, I don't know. What, I, I don't know what they do. Do you have any ideas about what Microsoft could do at this point to try and, 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 and sure this up? Because they don't have anything. That, it's Game Pass. But Game Pass needs what? Games. It's relatively important. Otherwise, it's just called Pass. And that's what people would do. They'd fucking <laughs> pass on that shit. That's uh, all. The, that's that, that. I just use all of my clever jokes for one day with that one fucking joke. That was it right there. That was, that was it. That's all I got. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't. What, know what the fuck do. do they do? I just couldn't tell you. Well, I they, think they, I. I uh, they, yeah, go they ahead. Need, they need Call of Duty. <laughs> Call that's of Duty be, takes over Halo exclusive. as the as the thing. Call of Duty exclusive, only on <laughs> Xbox. That's what they need. It's. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the annoying thing is, I think, I think that if you looked at the stable of, of, of publishers and developers Microsoft currently has underneath of their belt, you could list probably like 15 candidates for possible phenomenal franchises to, to make use of, and they haven't touched them. And so I think, I think for me, while, while you know, I'm not against this, this acquisition of Activision Blizzard or whatever else in, in the sense that some people might be, what bothers me most about Microsoft is that they have this habit of buying these things up, but then not doing anything with any of those fucking IP. They just let them die. Imagine sitting on Rare and letting that shit die. Why? Why, why would you do that? Like you, you gotta imagine, and, and like, and and tangentially related to this, they finally get the opportunity to to put out a a, a good port of Goldeneye 007, and they fucked it. So did Nintendo, but Microsoft fucked it hard. And but you're never gonna get another one. They're not. They've done it now. They're gonna say, look, we already did it. Shut the fuck up. Stop asking for Goldeneye. We finally got through all the licensing hoops. We did it. But they just don't seem to fucking use anything. So I don't, I don't know. I'm out of ideas. They're not using anything. So I, normally I'm the guy I could never shut the fuck up, but I don't know. Not a clue. I think 2023, they have to have, they, they have to have Starfield literally be an, like, like Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, out the fucking park, 
absolutely enormous steroid injected Grand Slam. And it's all on Todd now. I think Todd, up to this point, knew that in his mind, a lot of pressure was going to fall upon his shoulders and Bethesda to carry, you know, the Xbox brand for Game Pass for a, a period of time. I didn't think in his mind he thought it was going to be quite this severe, but it is literally entirely on him at this point, for like uh, like to, to to give something real big. So good luck, Todd O. Godspeed. And that's it. That's all I got for games. You can wake up now, Mr. Black. It's time to sell out. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw your money at the screen. Support the podcast. If you don't want to do that, you can support a sponsor by the name of NordVPN. If you guys don't already have a VPN service, you can scroll underneath this video. If you're watching on YouTube, click on the banner. Or if you're listening to this RSS feed, you can go to NordVPN.com slash OTT. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT and get a massive discount plus a bonus month when you get that two-year subscription. It is officially 2023. It's February of 2023. It is a very, it's not a safe place out there in the internet. So you got to stay safe. You got to stay anonymous. You know, don't let people track what you're doing. If you're out in public Wi-Fi, hell, if you're at home, you should be using a VPN. Don't want your internet service provider to see what you have to use NordVPN. If you, you accidentally watch- click on deep fake, uh, you know, deep fakes of uh, people that you may or may not know within your profession and accidentally release that information to the public, maybe it wouldn't happen if you, if use, you Nord use NordVPN. Or you were just not an idiot and, uh, <laughs> you know, kept your shit open. I know on you saw that one on your tab. timeline. Uh, I know I that one rolled I over. I, I uh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can you can uh, guys you can stay safe. You can stay anonymous. You can watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at a click of a button. Mm. Up to six simultaneous devices. Thirty day money back guarantee. Try it out. Don't like it. Get your money back within thirty days. No questions asked. That is risk free. It's less than a cup of coffee a month. And if you have a desktop, which most people do. You can actually use their threat protection as well, which is an app that runs on the desktop. You are not, you do not have to be connected to a server, to a VPN. This will run contingently behind in the in the background of whatever you're doing, and it will make it so that when you're surfing the internet, you uh, you know, you, these websites can't track what you're doing. They can't uh, infect your computer with malicious malware, uh, crazy amounts of pop-ups that can. You know, steal information, track your cookies, all that stuff. Track uh, my cookies. Track your cookies. (laughs) And the cookie monster (laughs) out there will come and take all of your information. So make sure that you get NordVPN. Check out the threat protection. Check out the VPNs. Fastest on the market. They're a big supporter of what we do. You should support them as well. Uh, Link, once again, is in the description below. NordVPN.com slash O-T- and now it's time for movies and tv we got lots to talk about this week movies and tv mr black let me tell you it was busy it was busy out there first up rick and morty never been my show personally but it's popular extremely uh and uh and unfortunately it's going to sound a little different moving forward. Well, unfortunately, in the sense that, you know, it's never fun when something has to change. But for the reasons that seem to be relatively okay, 
Unfortunately, uh, I say that because allegations were revealed regarding domestic abuse surfacing for Justin Roiland, who is, of course, one of the co-creators and the voice of Rick and Morty. Uh, and so, uh, after that surfaced, Adult Swim announced that they have edited, uh, ended their association with him, but will be continuing on with Rick and Morty, which I believe is season seven forthcoming. And that spawned a whole bunch of memes online of people, uh, you know, trying to, uh, you know, audition for the role of Rick and Morty with their, uh, impersonations, some of which were really good and some were intentionally terrible. Uh, both were equally kind of funny to watch. Uh, but nevertheless, yes, Rick and Morty will continue on. Uh, they will just possibly sound a little different. I will be interested in whether or not they try and find somebody that sounds as close to, as possible, or if they're just going to fucking, like, to, to completely move away, find somebody, and, and, and change the voices up. But I feel like uh, either one of those options have some, some positives and negatives. I'm going to take a real stab at this one and say that you've never watched Rick and Morty. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've seen little tiny clips of it, yeah. but I've never sat down and watched the whole episode now. Yeah, I've never watched a whole episode myself either. Uh, it's, 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 it's a show. I'll put it's it, a, I'll it's, put a it. it's a show, yeah. it's a show. Uh, unsu- <laughs> unsurprisingly. I feel, like, I feel like if I was a stoner and like. <laughs> and uh, really like Szechuan sauce from McDonald's. Yes, then I would be into Rick and Morty, but it's just not my thing. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's it's like I, I know that the whole point of the show is is kind of poking fun at people that that when they watch a comedy want it to be intelligent so that they feel smart about understanding the comedy, and so like the, it was like when when there was the the meme that went around the internet is like you just didn't you know you just weren't smart enough to appreciate Rick and Morty, and there was a lot of people taking that at face value. When the reality was like it was the, an uh, an ironic statement about Rick and Morty viewers, um, like I get that, but I I can't like it just I just I is not it's just not for me it's just not for me. Uh, unsurprisingly, with the wild success of the Last of Us HBO show, uh, they have announced it will continue for a season two. Who knew? You make a good show, people want to watch it, get in another season. Uh, people were wondering you know, how much material they could work with if they tried to extend it beyond that. Uh, if it continued to be successful, and HBO was like, we need more! Give us more! Uh, they, they were pretty confident that the second game and, and other things within the universe of The Last of Us would provide enough content to, to you know, get the job done. Uh, but it's going to be tough. This could be, I'm wondering if this is going to be like a, uh, uh, you know, a... Uh, a um, true detective situation. You got this undeniably incredible piece of television for the first season, and then you try and replicate it on season two, and you don't replicate it on season two. Yeah, but the, uh, the thing is, with True Detective, they, they you know they they had different actors and everything, right? Like just different. Yeah, that's different, uh, yeah, every, that's kind of true. It's completely different. That's right? true. That is true. So, like its own miniseries is like. Uh, that is very first true. one was peak, so I think they'll be all right. Yeah, God, I'm still disappointed with True Detective. I can't, I can't, I can't let it go. Uh, where was I here? Oh, and in relation to this, sadly, actress Annie uh, Wershing, who played uh, Tess in The Last of Us, passed away from cancer. Uh, I believe it was this week at only the age of 45. Uh, so uh, obligatory. Fuck cancer. 
for taking another one. Way too soon. Michael Jackson's nephew, Jafar Jackson, to play him, uh, which by the way, I have to say, Jafar Jackson, that's a pretty dope name, I have to say. It's pretty good. Uh, Jafar Jackson to play him in a biopic being done by Lionsgate. Mr. Black, how do you feel about young Mr. Jafar Jackson stepping in to try and play Unk in this biopic? Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, I think, um, I'm pretty sure that's Jermaine Jackson's son. Okay. Um, and Jermaine and Michael did not get along. That's the only oh. thing that I'm, that's the only thing that I am concerned about. So <laughs> that might be sketchy. That might be a bit sketchy. So who knows? But uh, what's the story behind that? Do we know why they didn't get along or is it just known I that don't. they did not get along? They just did not get along. Oh, okay. Um, I just think it stems from uh, jealousy, jealousy, money, all that stuff. Right. The, so the usual suspects. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know the last like several, uh, biopics of famous artists have been really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this will follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, my, that was like the, not because I knew the relationship there, but the first thing I thought about was, Oh God, it's a Michael Jackson biopic. What angle is this going to take? Yeah. And what angle are they going to run with on this? Who knows? Um, so We'll find out <laughs> when the time comes, but hopefully they do it justice or do him justice and not, and not just, you know, go through the, some of the, the, the nonsense that, uh, that happened in the, in the years passing. Uh, James Gunn. Oh, yeah, this is a bit of a, a dump. I'm sure you, you've read all sorts of stuff on these, Mr. Black. Uh, James Gunn announced the first 10 movies slash TV shows in the new unified DC universe. Came out and just listed that shit. Said, here we are. This is what you're getting. It's coming up. So I've got the names and stuff here. And, and some of the ones that, you know, might not be as obvious. I, I kind of listed what they what they actually are or what they're related to. Uh, and then, and then uh, you know, Mr. Black, if you've got any thoughts on, on uh, James so far with this, you can let me know. But the... Uh, the movies I've got here, the five movies, are Superman Legacy, which I believe I've heard they're shooting, as we talked about before, a younger Superman around the age of 25, I think was the number that they were shooting for. Uh, the Authority, The Brave and the Bold, which is uh, a Batman, you know, Bat Family, I guess, uh, movie of some sorts. Uh, and all, you know, I'm not going to lie, made me, every time I read that title, my, I almost say The Bold and the Beautiful. Every time if I can read that that title. Uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Swamp Thing, which is kind of... Uh, that, that, was a, that was a surprise for me, of, uh, you know, to see Swamp Thing on the list. But that's for the movies. And then on the TV side, we have Creature Commandos, which is an animated uh, HBO show. Uh, Waller, Lanterns, HBO, uh, in the same vein... Uh, we just talked about True Detective. In the, they're describing it as being in the same vein of true detective and it seems like gun and crew are most excited about this as far as the tv shows are concerned and you know anytime you mention true detective i get a small erection so uh, now i'm interested in lanterns and as you might imagine given the name it may or may not include the green the, the green lanterns or the that group i can't remember what the entire uh they're not just called the fucking lanterns what is the what is the uh the group name for I don't know. I don't. Um, want, I don't watch really. Fuck any. Me. I haven't. 
I don't know shit about DC. <laughs> uh, well, you know who you at least know who the Green Lantern is. Of at least that far. Yes. But yeah, I don't. I don't remember what the group is. Uh, the Lantern Corps. Okay, so it is about that simple. Um, yeah, because there's more than one Green Lantern per se. Yeah, that's the whole. There's yeah. a bunch of them. Uh, let's see. And then where was I? Where was I here? Oh, okay. So uh, Paradise Lost. Boost, and then the last one is Booster Gold, which is kind of more or less a comedy. Booster Gold, I think the concept for Booster Gold is that he's, uh, like, some sort of semi-wealthy tech guy from, uh, or something like that, from the, or, or just a regular dude, a bit of an, oh, no, he's not a tech guy. I think he's just a, a kind of a bumbling fool uh, from the future that brings some technology back with him to the past to try and, like, basically play superhero. Yeah. I think that's the concept of Booster that's Gold. That's very James Gunny. That's a very like I that think will that's right fun. up his his alley yeah. for sure. Uh, and so that's what we got from those. So what are your thoughts on on this? How are you how are you feeling about uh, about Mr. Gunn's announcements, Mr. Black? Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty lackluster to be honest. I don't like really give two squirts of piss about ninety uh, percent of this stuff. I mean, uh, the Brave and the Bold, like the Batman stuff, will be really cool to see. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with the Superman legacy. Um, I guess Swamp Thing could be cool because they're saying it's going to be a horror, like a like a horror yeah. film. Um, but I'm kind of interested I, in Supergirl because I think I want I, I want to see what James Gunn does with a female led superhero movie. I want to see what that looks like because we've yeah. seen what Marvel has done. Uh, and we've seen, you know, we've seen what DC did with their old guard with stuff like Wonder Woman. And so I'm interested in what a James Gunn, you know, Supergirl movie looks like. I think, I think that's going to be kind of intriguing to see. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I, I found it overall just a little bit lackluster, but it's the first part of the first part, you know? Yeah. He didn't, he didn't release everything. We don't know who's playing a lot of these roles. We know who a couple of them are, but, um... Yeah, I mean, they, he gave us something. He gave us something. It's a, you know, there's he's saying that uh, it's it's going to be like a reset, but there's going to be some people that were there before that aren't there now, and vice versa, and playing the same characters, and then others won't. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, do you uh, do do we know that they uh, any directions are going at all with Superman casting yet, or do we have like is there no, no rumors around yet. that at all? Nothing, nothing. He at did all. he did mention in regards to Superman that he did clarify that it, that that when he was brought on, they did not fire Henry Cavill. He was just simply not cast. Yeah. Um, and then he also well, I, spoke about how he feels that they misused and mistreated. Of course, yeah, Cavill. I think I think we will see Cavill as Superman again, but I think it'll be you know because they're doing like the they're doing like the main DC EU and then they're doing like other worlds or whatever they're calling it, um, where it's like the the new Batman with Robert Pattinson and the Joker and stuff. Kind of they can do one off sort of films or their own little series over there that's not connected to the main universe, which I think is kind of cool. Um, can be confusing for a casual viewer. But uh, but I think it's cool because you might be able to get some big A-list actors that like are not interested in signing eight movie deal and they want to just come in and play uh, a specific part and give their own twist. Um, and, you know, kind of like what Keem Phoenix has been doing, Robert Pattinson has been doing, um, Lady Gaga, I think is going to be, uh, she's going to be in the next Joker. Joker. Yeah. Um, so, you know. We'll see. I just don't have a whole lot of faith in DC. 
Um, I'm really enjoying their one-off stuff, but their connected universe stuff hasn't been good. But uh, James Gunn, hey, it's James Gunn. He might be able to make it happen. We'll see. That's true. I mean, I like he, he you know, is James Gunn Kevin Feige? I don't know. No, he's but not. he's a he- but but is he better than what DC had before? Yes. Yes. Is that a high bar to pass? No. No. But he does clear it with space. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so yeah, I, I, I think, I think it will be fun to see, you know, all this is because like, like you said, you know, they've got some varying genres in here, you know, the, the possible horror angle, detective angle, uh, obviously he's going to do, you know, do his James Gunny thing with booster gold with the comedy stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how he takes all of these different, uh, you know, genres, uh, for, uh, for DC and make it all, mix it all together. And I agree with like the, the concept of having, you know, a, a separate, like a, like you have a unified universe and then you have your one-offs on the side. I agree for the reasons you listed that it allows them to bring in actors that wouldn't normally be like, all right, I'm, I'm invested for six, seven fucking movies. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get like your one-offs and, 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 and whatnot, uh, or maybe even a second movie like Joaquin was convinced to do a second one. Well, it made like a billion dollars, so yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, it's just, it's just the way that like it goes. 50, Sixty million dollars in his face, and he's gonna go and do whatever the fuck you want him to do. Done. So yeah, so uh, like I, I agree with that. I do agree, and I think it's sensible that it might get confusing for casual audiences as you know what is part of the unified and what is a one-off situation. Um, and uh, I'm just happy that I am happy that they are keeping that stuff and not just. You know, one of my thoughts were. You know, when I started seeing him kind of just wholesale axing shit from DC, I was like, oh my God, is this guy going to clean house entirely? Like, are we going to get, are we not going to get, you know, continued walking Phoenix Joker? Are we not going to get another yeah. Batman with, with fucking, uh, yeah, they're just called, uh, they're just called Elseworlds now. So it's like, it's basically their non-canon, um, or I guess like their non-connected universe stuff. So they're just going right. to call it like Batman uh elseworlds you know batman or you know fucking joker elseworld and it'll it will be marketed that way so that way you know oh okay okay well that's good i'm glad i'm glad either way that they're gonna keep they're gonna keep some of that around because i really i think i think that the the that especially patents and batman i really like patents and batman i like the the you know that movie quite a bit and i think a second one now that he's done the first one i think a second one you know almost like a christian bale's first batman movie you know he was good but the second one Mm that's the show that's right yeah. so you know i'm thinking a, a similar thing might be the case with patents and so i'm happy that we're going to continue to to uh to get that uh king of the hills getting revived lots of stuff getting revived as of late uh with the original cast apparently returning for that so i know a lot of people were big king of the hill fans and and uh you know i never watched a lot of it i watched i did watch episodes here and there uh back when it was first on television it's a funny show there's a lot there's a lot of good fucking you know funny um you know funny uh you know uh, self-referential and and real world mimicking kind of kind of humor in it uh and uh, some funny characters in it so we'll see how that gets uh received and then that that 90s show is doing a lot better than that 80s uh that 80s kind of bombed that 90s is doing at least well enough to keep its head above water so we'll see how long they can keep that train going in the in the vein of uh returning shows uh from pasts uh and then lastly here um, although i'm sure uh, maybe you've spotted some other things but lastly here and this just came up i think it was yesterday day before 
Uh, Netflix with the most hilarious, what I'm calling the most hilarious so- uh, solution to password sharing yet announced. Did you see this one? I did. So, for those who haven't heard yet, Netflix has a plan that's going to uh, start in the not-too-distant future here, uh, in which, in order to keep your account uh, from not being uh, locked, you have to log into your account on your home Wi-Fi with a device once every 31 days. And if you don't, uh, then the account will be blocked. Now, what, what, you know, what you do to get your account reinstated, I don't fucking know. If it's as simple as logging in once again at your home location, or if you have to, uh, like, go through a customer service situation to get the account back, I, I'm not entirely sure what that, uh, what blocked entails. Uh, but my question is, so what happens with people who travel for long periods of time? Or for people that live in, like, two different places, like, for, like, half the year they're in one place, and half the year they're in another place. Or if, you know, literally, I mean, there, there are a number of situations in which somebody may not actually log into their account in a 31-day window. I, I, my immediate one for me was thinking, well, shit, towards, you know, later this year, Em and I are going to be gone for that long. When am I going to be like, hey, mom, you do me a favor. You go over to my house and turn the fucking TV on and just log into Netflix real quick. I gotta make sure they don't block my account. So, this is a very odd thing. I don't know if you've read more uh, uh, about this to to know any more elaborations on what some of the system means, but what are your thoughts on their latest model for for stopping password sharing? Um, Yeah, I think some of it is being a little bit misconstrued from what I was reading is... um... You, you will be blocked, but on on the specific device you're trying to log in from. So your entire account won't be shut down, um, but on the device that you're trying to log in from, um, that will be blocked. Um, I would imagine that there is probably going to be some kind of ticket or um, thing that you send out to get your account reinstated. I would imagine they would have that to be fast-tracked. Um, or something, maybe, maybe some sort of, um, TF, um, what is it called? They're, um, the two factor, um, auth- yeah, authentication. They, I, might yeah, have, they might have some kind of thing. Um, so yeah. Uh, so does that mean like the device itself gets, so, so does each one of the devices that you use on that account correct. have to be, have to join the net that has to log into Netflix once every 31 days? I think so. So, so if I, I like, so if I'm at home and I'm predominantly watching Netflix on my television, and then yeah. I don't log in on my phone to watch Netflix in 31 days, my yeah. phone's going to be blocked. I'm going to have to co- contact customer service. This I don't know. I, okay. I actually just don't know the answer to that. Um, okay. That's from I've only watched the video on this, and you know the information that I was getting from the video might might have been incorrect as well because it was kind of new. Um, I'm trying to look it up now as we're talking, but. Um, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how specific they got about it. I think they just kind of like announced the fucking correct the plan. Um, yeah, so yeah, apparently it's just it just has to do with being able to log in once every thirty one days from you know basically your main source of origin, like where you know where where you reside. Um, and that's that. Uh, as long as you do that, I think your account is going to be fine. Um, especially like, you know, if you have people at home that are already watching Netflix or whatever, um, or, you know, yeah, if you are traveling within 31 days, I would imagine 
that there is something that you can contact before you start your travel um, or during your travel to let them know that like, hey, I'm traveling. First, you got to um, contact your credit card company and be like, hey, guys, so I'm going to be spending money in a different country. And then you're like, all right, well, we're good. We got that. Now I got to contact Netflix. Hey, Netflix. So I'm going to be traveling. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't some kind of thing like on your Netflix account where like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going into your settings and you're saying, hey, I'm traveling between such and such dates so that it overrides any issues. I would imagine that there's going to be something in place. There is just no way in fuck that Netflix, with all of their begillions of users, are just going to green light something that is so like, oh, if you just don't log within 31 days, your shit's going to be closed. And like, that's that's the, it's just not going to happen. People are freaking out over a lot of dumb shit. They're getting half, they're getting half stuffs. There's going to be things implemented. And if, if, if it does come out and it's ridiculous, then they're going to, you know, they're going to, they're going to suffer because of it. And they're, they're not in, they're not in any position to suffer. So they need no. to make sure that they do this, uh, the way that they're supposed to be doing it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's, there's going to be people that are going to be affected. Yeah, for sure. There are people that travel for longer than 31 days. And I'm sure that there will be a solution for those individuals. Period. Yeah, the uh, they're walking a tightrope right now because they're they're doing all of this because they're trying to 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 generate more revenue and they're they're you know they did their they they looked into it and they said okay well we're losing x amount of dollars per month on the service based on password sharing so we need to have a solution now the problem is is that is that people have been password sharing for so long across multiple streaming services doesn't matter what the streaming services are. Uh, that there's now been a semi-culture built up around uh, password sharing, or at least having X number of accounts that can be on a yeah. you know a thing at any given time, regardless of where they are in the world. You know, you just have all right, this is your account, and this is how many like five people, whatever the fuck. And that's the show. That's all you get. Um. So, uh. So to have them come in and do this, so now they're going to have to like walk the line between this, you know, make this implementation. But like you said, it's going to be done in such a way that it is not going to light the whole thing on fire. Uh, so that they have more problems than uh, than they do already, uh, and make it even more challenging for themselves to uh, uh, you know to continue to actually make what they need to do, and that's make make money. Let's let's uh, be real. The vast majority of people don't travel for thirty one days or longer. No, of the course, no, of course, majority, not. like ninety nine percent of the population. Yeah, are yeah, not, yeah. Are, are are at some point at their home base. Yeah, within 31 day period, there will be exceptions, of course, and there will probably yeah, yeah. be hundreds of thousands of people that will be affected by this. Um, and I'm sure that they will have a relatively easy way to bypass any of those issues in the future. Well, they're, they're going to have to because the trade off is they're going to be spending a lot of money on customer service to fucking yes handle the myriad shit coming through their door, right? So yeah. uh, and depending on how specific they want people to be about the information that they are given in order to reinstate. Uh, devices you know the the length of time that an individual customer service agent is is spending on each individual ticket i mean they're going to balloon costs and probably you know partially uh if not entirely wipe out the the money that they were trying to fucking make by implementing this in the first place just by paying so many uh, so many service workers to be able to do it so yeah very very interesting uh you know it's early days we have to wait and see more details we just don't have any more details which is weird it was weird of them to announce you have to imagine when they put this out that they would have uh, assumed that the reaction without any context or more context or more details would not be good 
So I'm interested as to why they they didn't just wait until they had like a much more verbose and detailed explanation for all of this uh, before releasing it. But nevertheless, we're going to get that uh, invariably, and we'll we'll see what uh, what goes on. But what about VPNs? There you go. Well, I mean, you won't be able to VPN. I don't think into your own. You know, you're not going to be able to have like your own home network. Yeah. You know, address in a VPN, so that won't do it. Um, you'll still be able to use VPNs to like do your shit. But if oh, you're going to sure, like. Yeah you know, have your device not blocked, then, then there you go. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see the details on that. So we'll wait and see what comes out and we'll talk about it more when we get more information for it. Uh, other than that, was there something else that I, I missed? Do we have an avatar update in the last couple of weeks? Do we know if it's gone any, any higher up uh, or are we petering out now or avatar to box office? So it is point. One to eight billion. So we're at, I think, number f- five or four of all time. I think five, maybe. Let me see here. All time. Uh, just one sec. Uh, all time movie box office. Okay, so it is number number four. It wow. is number four. It has surpassed the Force Awakens. And it is uh wow. It is it's like seventy, it's like eighty mil less than eighty million. So seventy nine million away from number three from beating Titanic. So I mean, yeah, she's cracked the top five. She's got there. Yes. And how yeah. much longer do you figure it's gonna be in theaters to be able to continue this run? Uh, it'll probably go all the way up until March. Yeah, I would say. Screens for for another couple weeks at least. So at least until Ant Man, I would imagine, and then and then it'll it'll kind of peer off from there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to make number three because then Titanic's going to re-release as well later this month. So that's going to make some more money. Um, so if it does see number three, it's going to like touch it and then titanic will probably go above it but it's crazy to think that james cameron has the number one number three and number four highest grossing movies of all time yeah doesn't he have a couple more out of the out of the top five like doesn't he have a couple more in the top 10 uh no he doesn't have okay top 10 okay um but it's actually insane it's actually fucking nuts that one man has done three uh, four, five, six, seven, about seven point five billion dollars in box office sales. One dude on He's- all all original IPs from him. That's actually insane. And it will be fun to see when all the Avatar stuff is the dust is settled. Where you know how many of those make it into? I mean, I, I it would be. Almost impossible to think that they aren't all going to make it to the ten top ten. So he's going to have like a lot, s- yeah. like five or six five out or of the six. top he'll ten. Like yeah, he'll probably have six of the ten highest grossing movies of all time of all time in the history of cinema. That's like, just crazy, of, bro. From one dude, that's fucking nuts. Like it's that crazy is to have nuts. one. It's crazy to have one, but they have three of five or three of four. I mean, the only the only one in there that isn't him in the top four is Avengers Endgame, and that took like ten A list celebrities 
with like 24 movies built in behind them on the most epic of scale. And this dude has come in and said, yo, and he still has the number one movie. It's, it's actually kind of, it's kind of scary. That guy has, has, he has a printing cheat code. (laughs) Like he just gets it. He just gets movies. He just gets cinema. He just gets people's in the theater. It's nuts. He's, uh, he's done very well for himself and he's got, he's got a fair, how old is James now? Is he in his sixties yet? Oh yeah. He's going to be in his sixties. That James means we Cameron. could be getting like another fucking twenty eight. He's sixty eight. Oh, we could we could we could get another fucking decade decade yeah. or so out of James before he might start packing her in. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. He's got some time left. Add to that list. Take all top ten spots. Taylor Swift, that bitch. Take every that's one of enough. them. That is crazy. That's a, that's fucking crazy. So we'll wait and see how it turns out. We got about another month to go. We'll see what the final total is, final tally for Avatar 2. And, and it sounded like it's going to be up there. Uh, I agree. I don't think it's going to necessarily hit Titanic, but who, you never know. You Maybe. never know. They might Maybe. do one last, one last Ura. Uh, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that Titanic was going to get a re-release here and make another, you know, probably maybe another hundred mil or some shit, 200 mil. Then, no, it won't make that much. Yeah. It, it, you don't I think, think it'll, it'll make that much? No. No, I don't. I think it. I think it'll make like fifty. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think it. I think it'll make because it, it's not the first time it's been re-released. So I that's think, true. Uh, yeah, that I, is I true. Don't think we'll as much. That's true. Uh, but before we move on, yeah, yeah I you have got more? been watching Milf Manor. Oh no, bro! I forgot. I'm I dead. forgot it started. Well, I, I didn't. I forgot it started. I don't know if I put that in the back of my mind. We knew that I was right in my assumptions. So let us know. How has it been? How has been Milf Manor thus far? The show is dog shit. It's a really bad show. It's not. It's it's so in a way that's not entertaining to watch. It's not. It's not entertaining to watch. It's painful to watch. It's awkward to watch. It is, dude. It's it's it really makes me uncomfortable. Like, well, no shit. The premise of the show is kind of insane. But I mean, on paper, for those who don't know, it's basically. A bunch of 50-year-old women, right? So we'll say late 40s into early 50s. And a bu- and all of their sons that are from their early 20s to 30. A 30-year-old is the, the oldest. And um, they base... And it's all their sons. So, like, they they go to Mexico. And they're basically on an island drinking, like, boozing up. Uh, while they watch their mothers and sons ho- try and hook up with other youngins and oldies, um, and they, you know, they do challenges. They tell secrets about each other. Like, dude, there's some really fucking dude. There's the last episode I watched. One of the one of the girls confessed that she had sex with her son's best friend, and he had no idea about it. And he proceeded basically to turn into a drunken mess like he lost his shit and got fucking hammered and got naked and started like going into a pool went into the pool butt ass naked slurring his words hammered out of his fucking mind screaming and yelling at each other bro it is the show is a hot mess there's one girl there's one there's one mom in there that's got like fake tits fake lips fake everything blonde and is just going after the youngins. I mean, just trying to slay them, trying to screw them on the first night, like all kinds of bro. And it's awkward. 
It is awkward. It's painful. It's painful. It's painful. So, yeah. Uh, I'm on episode three. Um, I don't know if there's any other episodes out right now, but I'm watching them as they come. And uh, it's not it's not enjoyable. It's it's one of the worst. It's one of the worst dating shows that I've seen thus far. But I have to watch the train wreck. That it's bad. That sounds abysmal. It's bad. It's I mean, really we already bad. we already knew it sounded bad, but now it's like it's it sounds it, it, as soon as like the, the the secret to a show being terrible is that it has to be a certain type of terrible mm-hmm. to be entertaining. But if you don't find that sweet spot, now you've just got dog water. And now you, didn't, now you can't do anything about it. And this is sounding an awful lot like dog water. Oh, it's dog water. Oh, it's dog water. It is not good. It's not good. And, like, usually these shows are, like, so cringy that it's great. Like, it's like, oh, man, this is just a, this is the best type of train wreck. It's like 90 Day Fiance, right? Like, that's like a, that's like a good train wreck where you're like, okay, this is so bad, that, but this is so good at the same time. And, like, then you've got, like, one or two, like, people within the show that you're, like, actually rooting for. And you're like, oh, come on. Like, you know, they, they, they seem like they got a good heart. And it's just like, no, nah, this, it's all bad. None of it's good. None of it's good. None of it makes you feel good. None of it is, uh, you know, you're not even rooting against anybody. You just want the cringe to stop. It's bad. I, like, I, I won't say I was pulling for the show, but I there, was kind of hoping that it would at least be entertaining to watch the dumpster fire. There won't be another right. one. On, fi- this, on, on yeah, paper. No. Oh, it's amazing on paper. It's amazingly bad on paper. And then Pun. when you see it in reality, you're like, oh, God, I did not sign up for this. Is this, this like is a be careful what you wish for type moment? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And the thing is, it's not even it's not even done well. Like, it's just like the show is just sloppy. Uh, it's just not good. Imagine, not good. imagine if you will, I think I've said this before, but I just like what's interesting about the show is like, imagine if you will, Dilf Manor. Yeah. Never happens. Never. In a million fucking years. But if we get a bunch of, of, you know, washed up plastic 50 year old women fawning and trying to fuck all these 30, not only just 30 year olds, which is fine. It's whatever, you know, it's, you know, if that's your bag, it's the 21, 22 year old, 21, 22. And then they're your son's friends or each other's sons. Yes. Like it's bad. You, it's, like, actually, it's bad. It's, I think it's that good. highlights just the gap between what is okay for the sexualization and objectification of men versus women, like where the line is. It's kind of like if you watch, if you watch, um, you know, a lot of people will say that, that men aren't sexually, uh, uh, you know, objectified or or made or made o- sexual objects. In the same way women are. And and uh, I urge anyone to just try and find a single fucking like Henry Cavill interview. Where he isn't just talked to like any one of like the, the incredibly attractive women in Hollywood. Where half the, time half the time they're talking about him, all they're interested in is, is his body. 
Yeah, it's like, can you flex? The thing is, it's like, it's so creepy too. Like seeing some of these women, like, oh yeah, look at this young buck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to fucking. This young buck. Dude, it's so, it's so cringy. And if it was like an older guy talking about a 21 year old woman. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be fucking. Can you imagine? A 60 year old or 55 year old guy. Dad bod. Dad bod fucking. (laughs) You know, and some some of the women got money, like they come from like you know fucking some money and stuff. Oh, and, I'm sure they do. And you know, and and listen, there are some moms on there that like you know are regular moms, and you can tell like they didn't know what they were signing up for. But my <sighs> god, dude, at like some, uh, just seeing them interact with with a 21 year old and a 50 year old, and they go on dates, and then you see what they're talking about and how the 21 year old acts, and it's so cringe. It's so cringe. Like, it's so cringe. <laughs> it's bad. Like, one of the young guys said, like, told, told this girl, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, he was like a horrible kisser. Or, like, he tried to kiss her, and he had a bunch of carrots in his mouth. And she was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm not kissing you with carrots in your mouth. And he was like, oh, okay, well, I have a huge cock. And she was like, oh, you do, do you? And no. next thing you know it, next no! thing you know it, she's like, she's no! trying to fuck you. Yes, bro. No! Yeah. And then she goes to the mom and says, hey, did your son ever tell you that he's got a huge cock? What? And, she's, and she was like, well, you probably know that anyway. He is your son. I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. No, stop the madness. What? Yeah, man. Yeah. This what? is the show. This is the show we're watching. So anyway, I will, have, I will have some updates. I'll have some weekly updates on the cringe fest that is MILF Manor. First of all, I don't think the, the sentence, no, I'm not going to kiss you if you've got carrots in your mouth, is something I never thought would actually ever be uttered in the human language, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I never expected somebody to say, hey, did you know your son has a huge cock? You probably know that because it's your son. Yeah, and, and she was like, gonna... she's like, don't tell me that. Like, why are you telling me this? She's like, oh, well, you probably already know anyway. It's your son. What are you talking about? You think you think like after her son's like eighteen years old and he's got his fucking man dick now that she, like mom's just like checking him out, seeing his man dick. We walk around the house naked. I listen. Usually, I get excited about these shows and I tell everybody to run out and go watch them. This is one you all should pass and just don't watch. Hard pass. It's a hard pass. It's a hard. Pass. It's, it's not hard good. Pass. Like Kale and I usually like you know I fucking have my THC drinks and I like, get a little stone, some munchies. We sit back. And we just laugh and have a good time. This is just like, it's painful. It's just not good. It's not good. It has no redeeming qualities. None. I, I'm scared to see where the show goes. So, anyway. If that's where it already is, then I too am scared to see where the show goes. Like, if that's already where it's at, that's pretty friggin' terrible. Well, if that's it for movies and TV. That's it. Then it's time to move on to Texapod. Well done. Patreon.com slash TV is the place to go if you want to financially help support the podcast. Keep this train rolling. It's not a train wreck. Not yet, anyway. We just report on the train wrecks. That's what we do here. Uh, $10 or more a month gets you a couple of, uh, of things. Chiefly, you get to ask us questions each and every week on a post I put up on the Patreon called Tech Support, and we answer as many of them in the time that we have at the end of the podcast. Let's see what we got this week. Henry asks, uh, fuck, Mary kill, UPS, 
FedEx, local government-funded delivery service. So for here, that would be FedEx, UPS, and uh, and Canada Post. Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, okay, so I'm fucking, I'm fucking UPS. Okay. I'm marrying FedEx. Hmm. And I'm killing whatever government-related shit that there is. <laughs> Fair enough. I would, I would say that, I would say that for me, until truly, until about 2015 or so. Canada Post was actually easily the best delivery service we had. Anytime I had a package delivered by Canada Post, it was on time. It didn't look like it got drop kicked by a fucking gorilla. Well, it's gone and, shit. And now it's now it's unfortunately like since then, it's it's a it's shit gotten show. pretty it's gotten pretty bad. Uh, with that being said, based on my personal track record with all three, including more recently in more recent times. Uh, my list would go something along the lines of, um, of, uh, fuck Canada Post, uh, marry UPS, Mm. and kill FedEx. Mm. FedEx has, has at no point, I shouldn't say that, for one year, FedEx had a better track record than UPS with me. Every other time, late, didn't knock, didn't do anything, you know, tag on the fucking door, drive to Dartmouth to get your shit, get your shit, boxes beat to shit, looks like fucking somebody, uh, you know, played hacky sack with it, you know, almost with, without exception. And so for me, yeah, it's gotta be in the, it's gotta be in that order. And even though Canada Post has gotten really bad, the one thing it hasn't gotten bad about is that the packages are always pristine. So like, they're never beat to shit for me. They might be a couple days late, but they have never gone missing and they've never been beat to shit. UPS is the the happy middle ground where it might sometimes be a little roughed up, but it always gets there, you know, on time. And it's uncommon for the drivers, at least in the last few years, to not, you know, knock on the door and actually make sure that you're home and not just do the thing where they walk up, do the like the one and then walk yeah. away. And fucking leave the tag on the door. Like, they're already writing the tag before they've knocked. So that they can knock once to say they did it. Put the fucking tag on the door and walk away. Um, I famously did that once with a FedEx guy when I was in my first home. And and three different packages. Same delivery driver, because I could see him. Because my office at that time was at the top floor on the street side. So I could see the it's same delivery guy every time. And he'd walk up. He'd have the note in his hand already. Hanging on the door. Knock as light as you could possibly knock one time and then walk away. And on the third one that I delivered, I was, it was a delivery from Newegg at the time. And I, I believe it was Newegg. It was computer parts. And I sat at my staircase because I saw the truck come up the street from my office. I sat on the staircase inside the front door and he walked up to the door. And just as he was about to do his light knock, I opened the door. I said, surprise, motherfucker. Surprise. I work from home. I've been fucking seeing your ass walk up here every time. You want to explain to me why the fuck you ain't knocking so I could just get my package? I've had to drive 45 minutes to get my shit the last two or three times. And he was like, and I was like, just get the fuck back in the yeah. truck. Get the fuck out of here. Um, Alexa asks, do you sneak in food to the movie theaters? What do you think of people that do? Um, Yeah, I do. Um, I don't... Once upon a time... I mean, for one, I used to work at the movie theater, so I've seen it all. But 
um, for many years, probably until I was like 25, I, I would, I would like, you know, Hey, yo, Caleb, put this in your purse or I'll stuff Classic. this in my, you know, stuff this in my jacket or whatever, bro. Now I just don't give a fuck. Now, if I, if I go to the gas station, I'll grab like a box of Smarties and like some beef jerky and a Gatorade and I'll just fucking walk in with it in my hands. I don't, what the fuck are they going to say? I really, truly don't care. I'm already spending a half a billion dollars <laughs> on tickets and I still go and we'll get popcorn. So it's not like I'm not getting anything because I need to have my popcorn. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't judge people. The only, the only times that used to like, where I would give people the weird, the weird eye or whatever is when they come in with literal like grocery bags and like, <laughs> I've seen it. Like I, I have seen people come in with like wow. actual grocery ba- bags with like big bags of chips, two liter pop, you know, their own glasses. <laughs> I've seen it all, bro. I've they seen people a go pic- to They having a picnic in the fucking theater. I used to see it all. I mean, when I used to, I used to have to go in and clean those theaters and we would find everything in there. We would find like, um, you know, half quarts of vodka, fucking, <laughs> uh, like, like beer bottles, uh, beer spilled all over the floor. Oh um, my God. Uh, you know, a lot of people go to like subway and stuff. So like yes. they'll bring in subs. That's, that's pretty common. Um, I've had people like bring in, uh, you know, hamburger, like McDonald's, like they'll just go to McDonald's and then they'll just bring in the whole fucking <laughs> meal deal, you know? Uh, and just eat McDonald's and you can smell McDonald's all in the, all in the, the theater. So, you know, I think that there's a, I think that there's a, an acceptable things to bring into the movie theater, especially like if you've got specific snacks that you just love to snack on when you're sitting here watching a film and the movie theater doesn't sell it. Or if they do, it's three times the price of what you would normally pay. Fuck that. Bring it in, put it in your pocket or whatever. Uh, and you know, they don't check you or anything. Um, not give you a pat down walking into no. the fucking theater. No, they're not going to give you a pat down. And and here, spoiler alert, 99% of people that work at the theater don't actually care as long as you are not making a fucking mess. So like whatever you're bringing in that isn't part of the theater, don't be a dick. Take it out with you, throw it in the garbage on the way out or put it in your bag and dispose of it. Don't just throw a bunch of random non-theater shit all over the floors so that people can clean it up. I think as long as you do that, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I I haven't seen anyone give anyone else shit for this in so fucking long. They used to be hard asses about it, like they you know, like they wouldn't let you bring like a bag in or something like yeah. that. They'd be like, "Hey, you're not allowed to bring that into the theater, et cetera, et cetera," because they were trying to like curb people bringing shit in. Um, but yeah, at some point they just fucking stopped caring. Uh, and and so yeah, I, I think I think unless you're doing like the the picnic vacation. Bring it in and then have a grocery store and fucking like cooking a steak on a hot plate uh, in the theater. Uh, you know, if you're bringing in, like Jeff said, stuff that's that's just at the theater or or not. But if it's at the theater, it costs like four times as much, which they pretty much all do. Like they, it all costs an insane amount of money. Yep. Then, yeah, fuck him. Like you like you like Jeff said, you're already paying a fortune just to walk through the fucking front door. Uh, a lot of the time like the amount of the amount of of money just to go to a movie now for two people is getting oh, it's ridiculous. ludicrous it's actually it's actually insane it's actually insane and so you know you add like i said this to mom because mom was like so what you know when you guys move out you're gonna go out and 
you know, socialize and go out and you know, do movies and stuff more often. I was like, well, we might go to some movies now and like once in a while, but like I gotta be even before COVID, I was going to the movies like three times a year tops. Cause yeah. and it was expensive then. It's worse now. Like yeah. I, like like two two I, people go to week. the theater. Yeah, you to, Jeff Jeff is going every fucking week. Yeah, yeah. like uh, like I I uh like to go to the theater now, I was like, Do you know how much money it costs if I can go to the theater and have two people? Yeah, it's like it's like eighty bucks for like two people and, and food. And like some popcorn. Yeah. Like you're not even doing like the old oh, like you're gonna splurge. Like remember you and I when we used to go, we used to do like the, the New York fries poutine. Yeah. And yep. like the fucking pretzel and the drink mm-hmm. and the popcorn. You go in stacked so much that yep. it was actually difficult to get your ticket out of here. You were trying to trying to figure out how to present your ticket to the person because you had so much shit in your hands when you got to the you know the checkpoint. And you, bro, you get a popcorn and a pop and two tickets, and you're remortgaging your home. And yep. so I'm like, I, like, so now the bar for me to walk through a theater door is fucking, it's an event now. Yeah. Like it is an honest to God event because I could spend that same amount of money and just go to like a restaurant and have a fucking phenomenal meal yep. for the same amount of money and then just watch shit at home. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be something special uh, at this point to, to see that shit. Avatar. Cause yeah, it's getting crazy. Avatar, MX. Avatar is on that, is on that That's list bad. for sure of people that you go to the theater for seeing anything, pretty much anything that shows up in IMAX. Like yep. that's with few exceptions. IMAX is like, you know, now I, now there's a reason for me to go. Yeah, Cause a regular movie course. screen is, is okay. It doesn't, I, I don't like, I like it's whatever it's whatever. IMAX, it's nice. IMAX is an experience. Yeah. You get your shit fucked up in an IMAX. In fact, they might in the Halifax, are they still bad about the audio? Because for a few years, oh, that's remember good. you and I last time, like that one last time you and I went to an IMAX movie, we thought we were going to die. Yeah. Uh, it was a star Wars film. I think we went to go see yeah. together. Fuck. And and it was the loudest audio I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, yeah. I it's felt not, deaf. It's nowhere near as yeah. It's nowhere near as bad. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. Remember, they actually brought in a person, like an yes. employee, and they were like, the "Holy shit!" shit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? They walked in and they were like, "Oh my god, it's so loud!" Everyone was like holding their ears. It was it was insane. So yeah, that was yeah. Thank well, thankfully they fixed that. That's that's a positive. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dr. Samurai, he said, I watched the Xbox documentary and the Xbox Live, and the original, I think he's saying here, the original 2002 Xbox Live launched with better technology than current Nintendo Online. What the fuck? Uh, That's not a question, but the answer is yes, because Nintendo still lives in 1996. And I don't think they plan on moving. No. I think they're they they're they, they like the online shit. They like yeah. 1996. Like Japan's out there with pagers and fax machines. They ain't going anywhere fast. So, yes. So the answer is yes. It's fucking insane. I still remember Jeff and I first day Xbox Live launch. Jeff and I had it. We were so fucking jacked. We both mm-hmm. got our our usernames. I fucked my username up <laughs> immediately. Uh and uh and then we played an insane amount of what was the first one we really dumpstered? Fucking Unreal Tournament. Unreal, yeah. Oh, yeah. We played Same a time. lot of Unreal Tournament. Too much. Insta Gib, real gun. So much fun, dude. That was. It's good times. Oh, those were the days, bro. It's true. Those were the pre DLC, pre fucking microtransactions, games as a service. Dude, I was a gamer back then, man. Like you I could just be a loved- gamer back then. 
I just loved video games. It was an event. It was exciting. It was fun. What year do you think that it turned? For me, 2014 was the last year. Pre-2014. And pre-2014, it was like 2006 to 2014 was the DLC era where there was some, you know, some sketchy shit. And then post-2014, game as a service and microtransaction hell. And now we, like, we can't go back. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I can pinpoint exact time, but it's probably around that time as well for me. Probably 2014, 2015 is when I became like really jaded, I guess, mm. with video games in general. And yeah, it's probably no longer than 2006. I know, yeah, 2016, I was already over it. So yeah. it was probably 2014, 2015 is when it went to absolute shit. But dude, 2000, 2008, 2010, I mean, great, good times. It's good times. Until it went real bad, oh. and oh. I became—I just became old, I guess. Down. So I don't, honestly, dude, I don't think it has anything to do with that, because uh, like we were—we were hard—we were, were fucking hardcore gamers. You don't just—you know—you went from 2014 to 2015. It's not like your entire fucking ethos yeah. changes in a single calendar fucking years or your entire existence uh, changes. So, but you know what did change? The industry changed dramatically. The type of games that were being made changed dramatically. What was expected from the, the consumer changed dramatically. And so I think that fucking done, you know, did it all in. That's what fucked me up. And so now you have to go hunting a lot harder and, and to get the experience of a 2007, 2008, you know, and previous, there's only a handful of them left that come out. And only a handful of them are AAA. Like God of War, that's like one. <laughs> yep. then you have to try and like go hunting for more uh seth asks mr black do you have any tattoos that you regret any favorites plans for more question mark um i mean i don't really regret anything i mean my first two tattoos that i have they don't really mean much to me um just got them to get them i guess i don't regret them uh but i don't really think about them either uh, but yeah, like my sleeve, I don't know. It, like, honestly, if I had a choice to remove my sleeve, I probably wouldn't do it. Mm. Not because like, not because I like love the tattoo or anything. It's just like, it's just who I am. It's just, I'm so used to it. And, um, yeah. So no, I don't, I don't regret anything, uh, to get more, uh, I don't plan on it. Um, but you never say never. I think like, you know, the right thing now would be really about meaning. And I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm going to get a tattoo with my son's name on it. You know, like some barbed wire or something like I, I'm not doing that. But like, <laughs> I don't I fucking know. But like, you know, I guess never say never, but I don't plan. I don't plan on it. No. Do you have any favorites, though? Oh, I mean, I like my sleeve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was asking for favorites, so yeah. I'm just, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I only have three tattoos, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he says, I've heard that in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. In what difficult situation did you guys find an opportunity? Difficult situation? In which we found opportunity. Um, I mean, uh, I mean when uh, the the triplex, I, the triplex that I bought and renovated, 
I mean, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. when I went to go look at the property, I thought it was one thing. And then when I actually went and and saw it physically, I was like, whoa, this is a lot more work than needed that I that I thought. And definitely a much bigger scope than anything I've ever done before. It's like I knew what to do, but I didn't know exactly how I was going to execute it because I didn't have the team around me yet. Like I hadn't built anything, so I would have had to, and I did, but I knew like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have to be the general contractor. I'm going to have to get quotes on all these different things. I'm going to need a team of people that like I can trust that's going to do the job. It needs to be done in a certain amount of time. I need to understand the, the, the comps. So at the end, like I'm not over put over uh, renovating and not getting a return. It was a lot. And, you know, uh, it's just a lot of shit. And, and, and things popped up as, as they go. I needed to upgrade all the breakers and get new power lines put in and power poles installed and other ones ripped out. And I didn't know I've never had to do that before. So, yeah, it was a big challenge. Um, but it was kind of fun and exciting, scary at, at a, oh, I wouldn't call it scary, but I would say, um, uh, I guess maybe intimidating for a couple of, a couple of the, uh, roadblocks, but I always had faith in my ability to get shit done. And it required some long days cause I was still working as well. Like still streaming, uh, 40 hours a week while still doing all of this. So it was like really, really, it was like 300 hour months. Um, and it all worked out. It all, it all worked out, made a, made a lot of money, still making money off it today. Um, so it was, uh, it was worth the risk. So I would say, I would say, yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest opportunity, um, out, that of, I, difficulty? That I out of, dif out of difficulty and, and made it happen. Couldn't do it myself either. Like I had my parents and other people that I trusted. Oh, it's a big project. Well. You can't really yeah. just single-handedly fucking do that shit. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, similar vein. I mean, this house that M and I got, uh, you know, uh, enormous difficulty. I don't know how much more difficult it, it could have gotten, and it's still not over. We still, we still don't know until you know, if the fucking uh, uh, inspector comes through and and shits in our fucking cornflakes. Uh, but you know the. We went from we went from not having any intention of buying a house for a couple of years because, it, you know, things were, you know, very expensive and the market was uncertain and 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 there wasn't anything that really fit the bill for what we were you know looking to hopefully accomplish with our first home and then and then this one popped up and it was like it was just like it was yeah I I still can't believe it happened as fast as it did we went from literally not having any intention to owning a home in four days. It was yep. the fucking in, most insane fucking turnaround. It was whirlwind, and uh, and then of course to spend, you know, I had to make I had to make the choice because we don't we just flat out did not have the money to renovate this house. This house was a gut. When Dad and I walked in, we knew it was basically a gut. And uh, with, but the upshot was that the basement was already prepped, essentially to turn into a unit for rental. And so, despite the fact that the gut was uh, the house was basically a gut. We knew that the the long term um, profitability uh, was was going to outweigh the fact that there was a lot of what work. Term, how long of a term did you guys do? You guys do a five year, four it's year? Five. It's five. Five year. Yeah. 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 So because like what you'll be able to do <clears throat> is like obviously you're getting fucking bent over from this variable rate, along with uh, many other people. 
but that rate's going to start coming down. So they just yes, went up will. another quarter quarter basis points. I actually predicted a lot of this stuff. Like, I I I say that we're going to get two bumps in this year. We've gotten one, mm-hmm. very small. They said they're going to pause it. I think we might at most get one more. One Same more quarter thing. percent. Quarter percent. Yeah, that's what I think. One uh, more quarter percent. And then I think from there it's going to start to go down. So within, I would say within one more year, rates are going to start coming down. Within two years, rates are going to be really down, probably down to like three and a half percent. Yeah. Um, then you'll be, you'll have all your renovations done. You'll have the place rented. Um, property values are going to start going up again. As soon as the rates start, as soon as the rates start coming down again, property is going to start shooting up again. Yeah. So um, you, you'll be able to just do it. You, you'll be able to just refinance. You'll be able to lock in something, refinance, pull out a bit of equity if you need to, um, because you've done some work to the property, right? So. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I, the the we already know comps in the area in the time since we bought our place, and you know all things considered, we're already more or less a hundred thousand dollars to the good. Oh, nice. So so uh, yeah. because you know we bought it, we bought it for four forty five. Yeah. Yeah. And we've done, we've put about 80 grand into the house. Yeah. Um, but it is a, uh, and that's without labor because dad and I did everything. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, um, probably uh, added then, like 130, 140,000 in equity. Just there. Yeah. Just there. And, uh, and so now we've got a place, you know, we've got a huge spot close by that they're putting 140 fucking units in. And the floor of those places is like 500. Yeah. So yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be it'll fine. be, we'll be fine because be okay. the demand in, in Nova Scotia has remained super high, which is yeah. why it's been staving off this, this drop in, in house value from inflation better than other places because demand's just too fucking high. Mm-hmm. So it's, we've weathered it in that regard. But yeah, it was a choice. It was a choice I had to make to basically like, I was already going to move away from streaming and content creation as my primary form of income. Um, in a couple of years anyway, but this gave me the final push where I had, I had no choice now because basically working at the house for six or whatever hours a day with dad and then coming home and then not only being able to stream later at night and, and limited in comparison to my normal routine has fucking cratered. My my income, and so the trade off was well. I know I know if, at the beginning of the year, I know that if I if I stop this, you know, as being a, a if I if I don't work as much, it's this. But this is the offset that the house is going to provide. Yep. And so we can't, and we don't have the money up front. As nice as it would be to uh, be able to just pay it all off and have it done faster and renting faster and putting shit back in, that just wasn't an option. Like that wasn't even on the table. So um, so it was very difficult it was not something that i wanted to necessarily do is to just torch the remainder of my of my of this being a primary income earner but it's good in that now it's going to force me to do something so you know the goal right now or the plan right now is after a few months of assessing all my options for uh, with with this and what you know uh, M and i our goals are for family and and whatnot uh in the next couple of years so i'm giving myself a calendar year to teach myself how to program in JavaScript and become a junior software engineer, which should net me 60 or so thousand starting. And then in a few years that goes up pretty quick uh, and get me into a career that I can do. And then this becomes 
Yeah, a little side hustle. S- side hustle, secondary, hobbyist, yeah, probably yeah. enjoy it more. Exactly. And, iron- and ironically, probably draw more people because I will be enjoying it more on yeah. the other side. And so, uh, yeah, so it's forcing my hand in that regard. I don't really have a choice but to, to, to start doing that. So I'll still be streaming, you know, for six to eight hours a day for this time. But it will be uh, an hour and a half to four hours, depending on how much my brain can take every single day teaching myself how to program until I have junior software on the other side. Um, and so that's, you know, it's it, the difficulty and the opportunity, loads of difficulty, loads of opportunity, all kind of converging at once. And thankfully, you know, uh, I've got an incredible woman behind me that's got an amazing work ethic. She's still out West right now, travel nursing. She's done, um, she's done like 300 hours of nursing in one month. Um, and you know to 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 earn the money to make up for the fact that I'm not working my regular hours and not making my usual money. Like I went from not because I don't care about talking about my income. I'm not a millionaire, but I I went from I went from seventy two. This year is more like twenty eight thirty in one year because of the difference in my in my schedules uh, and working at the house. So while, while also this is easily, clearly the most expensive year and a half of my life without without fucking question. So, so, you know, I dumped, I dumped everything, but I dumped everything into this house, except for some investments that I had that I didn't uh, that are long-term, everything else went into it. My career, the end of my career started with it, you know, just through everything, blood, sweat, and tears for a year. We're on the finish line. Finally. Uh, and, uh, again, barring a, an asshole inspector and that's, that's definitely it. It's gotta be it uh, by far. And no other point in my life, if I had so much difficulty and opportunity thrown in front of me, uh, at the same time, and you just gotta, you just gotta make the magic happen. Uh, we only got a couple more here, uh, and then we can wrap her up. Yeah, cause I got a dip. Yep. Um, uh, bu- 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 oh, actually we don't have a couple more. We have one more. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, this is kind of funny. I know I, I would have put this directly after the, um, the shipping company, Mary fuck kill. If I'd seen this time trick said, Hey guys, I just got an Amazon package sent to me, uh, with just a box inside it. No product. Got any good package and shipping stories. Also how shipping going these days with the, uh, Patreon and shipping rates keep going higher. So I'll explain that after we talk about our, uh, our, uh, our own individual. First of all, rip a box with nothing inside of it is a fucking meme. I've never had that happen to me nah, uh, to this point. I. That's for sure. Um, my, I've already explained, I gave my shipping meme. I literally, yeah. literally explained it. So I don't know. Do you have any, any kind of funny shipping stories? I don't, man. I don't order too much stuff online. So I don't, or like, or uh, like not anything that's like super crazy. That would something like this would happen kind of a situation, mm-hmm. I guess. Because you order some on Amazon, like you order you, you yeah, order a yeah, fair amount yeah. from Amazon, yeah. Yeah, like the odd stuff, but I have I've never like had something shipped that like it wasn't what I actually ordered or anything. Like I remember when I got my cabinet shipped, mm-hmm. um, the shit like I wasn't expecting it to weigh that much. The thing was like it was very heavy. It took like forklifts to like get the shit off the trucks. And which stuff. one is like, the, which was, one is this? Those those were my my display cases where I put my Dragon Ball Z stuff. Oh, that's the, oh, all glass. Oh, Jesus. That's probably like fucking 350 pounds or some shit. Yeah, it might even have been more than that, honestly. Um, So, yeah, that came with like shit ton of stuff. But that's the only like holy shit moment I've had ordering stuff online. So, Mm. 
We yeah. had we had uh, just the other day. It's not funny or anything crazy, but it's just kind of it's, it's similar similar to his thing. We ordered three bar stools to put at the island, and and only one arrived. Oh, that's so fun. I had to contact and be like, hey. So as it turns out, we two? bought three. Could we maybe get the other two? And they looked at. They were like, really? And I was like, yeah, really. And they looked into it like, oh shit, you're not wrong. I said, yeah. Who would have thought? So now they're sending <laughs> two bar stools out. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, it just happens. Sometimes you know, you order shit. You order enough, it's gonna happen. You're gonna get fucking burned uh, at some point for sure. Uh, I'm just, dude. I'm just happy the nightmares. Like we, like it is not something around here where people just like snatch shit off of fucking uh, front porches and stuff. Like that just does not happen that frequently here. No, it doesn't happen here. And, At least but, I haven't seen it anyway. But the number of stories and stuff, like from places, is just like my God. It's like, it, like no wonder everyone's got a doorbell fucking camera. Yeah. Like it's just like people are just out here, just driving by in trucks, looking for packages on doorsteps, just fucking like grabbing them and running. Shit's crazy. Uh, and then the last thing about the uh, the Patreon stuff. So yes, yeah, so when M and I are in the house and the dust has settled, Jeff has. Uh, I think we talked about this like four podcasts ago. Jeff's got some tubes and a bunch of stuff. All the stuff that we have, it's all there. So what's going to happen is um, I'll get him and and or Kayla or whatever uh, to uh, all send in the list. Like last time, they'll fill the shit out. I'll pick them up or he can bring them here when he picks up the... uh, uh, the real estate binder that I've got sitting sitting here, and already, or when or when I finally get to have them over for dinner at the new house, yeah, you can bring the, the the tubes over, and uh, and uh, and then once I have them, then yeah, I'll go in and I'll be the asshole at the fucking uh, at the uh, at the post office, be like, hey, do you got like an hour to go through all of this? And so uh, we'll we'll do that at that time. As for the cost of it, I don't even want to know. I, I really don't know. This this it is, is what in, it is. In all honesty, this will probably when I do this, the Patreon is gonna get after this is done, the Patreon's gonna get reduced to just tiers of like no like this will be the show. Yeah. So if you want your shit and you haven't got it yet, because you've already met the mark, you're gonna get it. Just make sure that you're still on Patreon so I can send you a message to get your most recent address and all that stuff all that, you know, all that shit. But if you haven't got it and you're still thinking about it, you've got a couple months. To get to your $100 mark, because that $100 is going to fucking evaporate real quick <laughs> when we ship this out. The last time we shipped them out and did a batch, it cost $600. I don't want to know what it's going to cost this time. It's going to be more than $600, quite yes. possibly. So, uh, So just keep that in mind if that's what you're looking for. Get that done. We're going to have a lot of leftover shit, and maybe over time, I'll just, you know, be here and there. But the reality is, originally when we d- set out to do this, uh, and we were still a three-man show, Panic was going to do the shipping stuff because it was it is so fucking cheap to ship out of New York. Like, dirt, dirt, like two, three bucks. Up here, 15, 20. Like, <laughs> just... And it's brutal. Eh, just enormous amounts of money. So it is happening. I will be because it's been so long since I've updated the the Excel sheet that I've got running tabs on. What I'll do is I when when the time comes, I'm going to send a mass message out to all the Patreons uh, and say, look, if you've already hit a hundred dollars or more, it doesn't have to be a hundred dollar tier. 
But if you've accumulated it, and I'll be able to double-check it on the back end, and you want this stuff, then you'll just respond. I'll tell you what information to give me. I'll add you to the list. We'll get the shit filled out, and we'll start sending that stuff out and just take one in the butthole for the team. It's because it's been long overdue. So you'll you'll be getting your stuff. And that's it. That's all we got for Technical Alpha. All right. Put the ugly sweater. Look, I never got a chance to wear it. Kayla, look. Do you know how glorious this sweater is? And not to wear it? I got it after Christmas. I didn't even get a chance to wear it for Christmas. So I had to. Are you seeing this? Look at this. It's oh, insane. Yeah. The cream. How are you going to pass it? I got to wear it at least once. I can't wear it outside the house. I'll be shot. You got to wear it multiple times. You got to wear it at least once a week. Oh, uh, and you better believe next Christmas. Oh, full force. That shit's going to be out all month. Full force. These people are going to be seeing the macho man on a daily yeah. basis. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for stopping by this week. We will see you guys next week. And until then, stay safe out there. And uh, patreon.com slash like TV. It's the place to go. Peace. Peace.